Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I am not kidding around about the toys and the pop culture dorkery, because I just finished up ordering my, ooh yeah, snap into them, macho man Randy Savage from Entertainment Earth. Uh, I thought this was going to be another SDCC San Diego Comic-Con letdown, uh, but everything worked out. I got two of them. I need one to open and I, uh, to put in my WCW Elite Figures display, and of course one to keep in that incredible Slim Jim's box. Uh, so, yeah, San Diego Comic-Con purchases this year ha- have not been great. I uh, missed out on all the NECA stuff. Uh, well, that, that, that's not true. That's not true. I think friend of the show, um, Michael Bailey, has got a Batman Predator set for me. Uh, because when you went on the website, you had to order the Batman Predator and the Superman and Alien. And I did not want both of those. And I also did not want the bother of having to resell the Superman Alien. So I just didn't order. And I was never able to purchase the uh, capture of Splinter Ninja Turtles set, which I'm still pretty infuriated about. Uh, there, wor- rumor has it that I am correct, and that Nega will be making that available single on single carded versions through uh, GameStop or, or some other retailer. And honestly, they should just do whole cases of foot soldiers. I would buy at least four foot soldiers, if not more. Uh, but it's just very frustrating. Uh, you guys know, well, I don't know. You may not know if, if you read needless things, podcast.com and are familiar with the decade of content on old needless things.com, then, you know, the 1990 Ninja Turtles movies one of, is one of my favorites of all time. It's one of my favorite comic book movies. Uh, it, it is very, very near and dear to me. And, uh, you know, those, those turtles that Nega put out last year, are a dream. I'm looking at them right now, and they're incredible. They they couldn't possibly be any better. And uh, to know that they're made, they made, they made. They are our, our uh, pal Zach Ryder, our pal, <laughs> the the guy who I'm a huge fan of, Zach Ryder, uh, already has his set. So they they exist. They're out there of uh, Splinter, Shredder, and Two Foot Soldiers. And that right now, my having them is not a certainty is driving me a little crazy, I'm not going to lie. But that that's, uh, I'm not going to think about that right now because I'm too excited about Macho Man snapping into this house. Uh, this week on the show, it is time for the hopefully regular resumption of our needless commentaries. Back when we recorded this, it was proximal to our pal Ryan Cadaver, and and once again, congratulations to the lovely Cadaver couple, Ryan and Nicole. Uh, I'm looking forward to recording again soon, because we do have a July commentary to get in the bag, but uh, it was proximal to Ryan Cadaver's birthday. He chose the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and I'll go ahead and tell you, I wasn't too sure how a Wes Anderson movie 
would be for a needless commentary just because they're you know they're great i i have liked every single one of his movies but they they have a specific pace and tone and everything else and i just wasn't sure but it ended up being not only great but the perfect way to start our needless summer here on the needless things podcast and at needless things podcast.com uh needless summer is just uh, a designation of us covering summery type stuff uh, throughout this season summer starts today happy summer everybody i happen to be going on vacation today uh, as you guys are listening to this i am on the road headed for the augusta toy and comic show uh, i'm not going to do a big spot for them because it's basically already underway at this point but i will say it looks awesome there are a lot of people who actually had a hand in the real american hero and wwf hasbro toy lines uh, lots of toy vendors. It's just, it's going to be awesome. I'm super stoked to be going. And uh, I'll be up there today and Saturday. Sunday, I'll be heading on to Wilmington uh, with to see my parents. And me and Phantom Jr. are going to spend uh, almost a full week uh, in Wilmington hanging out. And then I come back and I've got a nice couple of days off to recover from all of that. Uh, this... I believe marks the longest vacation uh, I've had in 14 years, maybe. Uh, Because usually I take about a week off at a time. The way my work schedule works, that's just how it goes. And uh, I'm getting 10, I think 10 full days off here. And and not only that, but I'm on day shifts, coming back on night shifts. So that's almost like an extra day in there. Uh, So... Super stoked, very excited. I need to not be at work for a while. That is a good thing. And uh, the other aspect of that is I have a lot of work to get done for the site and for the show because I don't want to have to post or do anything else while I'm on vacation. Now, don't get me wrong. I will be covering the uh, the Augusta Toy and Comic Show. You'll see if you're following me on the social media. Uh, Phantom Troublemaker, uh, Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram is probably the the best, uh, but also posts on Facebook and and Twitter. Well, Twitter is is literally always a carryover post. I, I don't post directly to Twitter ever, but everything that I do goes to Twitter. So if you're following Phantom Troublemaker on Twitter and Needless Things underscore on Twitter, then you'll see all the stuff. The only downfall to that is that you have to actually visit Twitter, which I don't recommend. Uh, so, yeah, Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram is probably the best way to follow the Augusta Toy and Comic Show. I'm super stoked. It's going to be awesome. But that means today I am prepping uh, all of the posts for next week. The rest of the posts for this week, that's two episodes of the podcasts. Uh, one, let's see, one, two, two, two toy reviews, one, anyway, it's a bunch of posts and two episodes of the show. I am hoping to record at least one mini cast while we're gone. That was the other thing. That was the other bit of, bit of business I'm willing to do while we're on vacation. Uh, but I don't know. It'll, it'll just depend on what timing is and what I feel like doing as to whether or not we talk to the folks at uh, Memory Lane Comics or Gravity Records or anywhere else up there in Wilmington. Because I, I do like going up there and, and interviewing people, talking to people. But we'll just see. 
how that goes. Now, oh, did you hear that? That was a cool, refreshing Diet Coke being opened up to rot my insides and my teeth. Mm-mm, caffeine. So, if you, uh, speaking of Instagram, on the Needless Things account, I went live a few days ago and I reviewed the Stranger Things Season 3 New Coke box that I got sent in the mail. I didn't know what the heck it was going to be. Honestly, I expected something a little more exciting than just literally a box with four Coca-Cola products in it. But uh, if if you're following Needless Things on Inst- or Needless Things podcast on Instagram, uh, every once in a while, I'm I'm trying to get better about doing that kind of stuff. I don't know how often I'm going to go live because when I go and watch it back, it looks like shit. I'd actually appreciate some feedback from you guys uh, if you want to let me know how that looks to you because you know sometimes your own like video and stuff can look odd. Uh, so l- let me know if anybody watched that or if or if you went back and watched how that looked. I- I'm not super enthused with the idea of doing anything on youtube which is obviously more permanent but i don't know maybe it's something to look at uh phantom jr is certainly very enthusiastic uh for that as you know if you listen to this week's episode of the minicast which was uh, me and phantom jr reviewing the demo for marvel ultimate alliance 3 that posted on wednesday uh, go check out needlessthingspodcast.com if you'd like to hear that it was a, it was a fun talk uh, that i kind of had to trick him into recording a little bit because anytime in the past i've asked him like to talk about something or to record he clams up so i just kind of casually walked over with the voice recorder on and we started talking and it worked out it was great uh, more, more, not too much more because I do think uh, kids on podcasts need to be somewhat limited. But if it's something that I feel he's an expert in, uh, then I, I will certainly be having Phantom Junior on from time to time. Uh, let's see, what else have we got? I don't know that I've got anything else for this week. I don't have too much to put over. Uh, I would recommend that you check out our pals at SidewalkToys.com. New stuff coming in each and every week. They carry NACA, Hasbro, Marvel Legends, Funko Pops, Mezco. It's where I got the King Kong of Skull Island that I reviewed a couple of weeks ago on the site. Uh, It is where I am now getting most of my NACA toys. Uh, One, because it's just a cool place to go. And two, because Target... Uh, the the NACA experiment seems to be going away. I'm not seeing a whole lot of new stock in a lot of the targets that we go to, and what what is there is dwindling. So I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but it doesn't matter because now I've got SidewalkToys.com to fulfill my new toy needs. Plus, he gets stuff in way faster than Target ever did, so that's good too. Uh, all right, if if you guys are ready, I'm ready. Are you ready to dive into the ocean with our pal Steve Zisu to kick off this needless summer? Well, before we get to that, here's a little music from our friends the Mystery Men, who you can catch at mysterymenofsurf.com, or just Google uh, the Mystery Men and Surf, and you'll find everything uh, that they have available online. But right now, what's available is this.
in the Phantom Zone. We are watching Mr. Ryan Cadaver's pick uh, for for his birthday, which will end up being last month. Yeah. Because we're, we're we're getting caught up, people. We're doing the best we can. Everybody's busy. People are getting married. People are making <laughs> movies. People are trying to do perform the last fifth of the Princess Bride in front of a live audience in I, downtown Atlanta. I, I drink a lot. Arian drinks a lot. We got stuff going on, is what we're trying yeah. to say. But it's uh, this will be June's commentary. We'll be kicking off another needless summer, and what better way to kick off a needless summer than a trip to the ocean with your guide, Steve Zisu. Steve Z. Now uh, we're going to go ahead and start. I unfortunately I've got the Basic Bitch Criterion Blu-ray or uh, DVD. I don't have the Blu-ray. Yeah. So we're just watching this in like judging you, standard definition. You should be judging me. I should have just ordered the the Blu-ray, but uh, we are hitting start now. For for those of you listening at home, uh, put in your DVD or or whatever. I think Wes Anderson movies only come Criterion, right? Yeah, he doesn't I, even do standard. Well, releases. there was a. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I think they're, they're all Criterion, but right? I do have like three versions of this DVD because there's like one that's like an actual like it's like. A picture of the cast, and I have that oh, one. Weird. Oh, yeah. Maybe there is a basic release. Maybe they come out on Criterion first. Yeah. Well, anyway, whatever you've got listening at home, go ahead and press play, like we're doing right now. I've got still it have muted. Like three versions of that, so I don't know. I've got our subtitles. Look at this classy ass Criterion collection. You know what we should have done earlier on our first run through? We should have gone to that Criterion uh, setting deal. If you go to the menu on any Criterion Collection release, there is a calibration thing where it calibrates the audio and video of your system to, to cinematic standards. Oh, Whoa. wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It'll actually walk you through setting whatever your system is to look like it was meant to see the picture. Because you're like, for most of you boneheads at home, your TV is probably on factory settings because yeah. you're dumb dumbs. Yeah, you gotta you gotta mess with that. You can't just go straight out of the box. That's that's, no. that's why everybody was crying about that episode of Game of Thrones is because you just brought your TV home and plugged it in and sat there and watched it like a stuffed animal instead of actually partaking in life and adjusting things to be their optimal settings. I also feel like people like watch TV with all the lights on, which is insane to me. Yeah, that's crazy okay, too. I'm gonna need you to stop attacking. Okay, me. I'm sorry. You yeah. need to. You need to invest. <laughs> I am the kind of person that will plug the TV in and watch it with all the lights on. No, you got to invest in one of those Luminoodle deals or whatever. That yeah, you I even got that on the back of the TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. buy it. What is it, Arian? I'm sure you know the name of it. Wow. Bias lighting. Isn't that what it's called? That sounds right. I don't know. Oh I my call- gosh, these subtitles are ugly as fuck. Oh, yeah, I yeah. really expected these to be like fancy. Yeah. Especially for such a fancy movie. They look like NES letters. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're period accurate. It's all part of Wes Anderson's charm. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, the Blu-ray does look exceptionally better. I should have brought it. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Well, I didn't expect... Because I've watched DVDs down here before. For, for those listening, uh, I have a projector that I'm trying to look and see what the heck kind it is. Uh, Optima. I have an Optima projector. This is the second one I've owned. This is the first uh, 1020, what, 1080? 1080p? Yep. 1080, whatever. Uh, it's the first one, uh, the last one I had was 720, but 
I've watched, I've played video games on this thing, I've watched DVDs, um, watched standard television, whatever, and this is one of the worst looking things I've, we've I watched think, on I here. I think the transfer on the DVD is not great. Which is really surprising, or is it, well you said the Blu-ray looked good. Though. The Blu-ray looks great. Okay, yeah. so yeah, maybe it was one uh, a misstep from Criterion on this one. Yeah, I mean, it does have, like, that kind of, like, filter look to it to make it look, like, a little bit Right, right. But that's, off, but, but this is a different this quality like issue, quality, what we're yeah. looking at. So, we, unfortunately, we are down a crew member. Um, Red uh, Ranger. Red Ranger got eaten by a Jaguar shark. Hashtag Is, he, is he alive? Uh, he got, he got eaten. bitten? You said he got bitten. He no, got bitten. eaten. <laughs> eaten. Is he... Is he dead? Torn to pieces in front of my face. <laughs> he was eaten. <laughs> but it's okay because I shot it dorsally with a homing dart. I'm pretty sure he's got the hydrogen psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he dead? Uh, but we do have our pal Arian, of course, Ryan Cadaver, who selected uh, this selection. Yay. And uh, Nicole Gould, Gould. Gould. Soon to be Nicole Gould Cadaver. Congratulations, you crazy kids. Yeah, we're getting married in like 10 days, and it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm not freaking out. There is zero anxiety. I'm absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong here. I'm fine. Well, that's why we're hanging out just watching the movie (laughs) instead of uh, planning for this momentous occasion. I mean, at this point... We've got plenty of time. Plenty of time. I'm fine. You know when you just kind of put shit off for long enough, and then it starts getting so close, you're like, well, fuck it. There's nothing I can really do, so you just kind of let That's the best way to be. Yeah, that's how we are right now. I'm just like, whatever. That's... That's how I've been. It's gonna happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I've been handling literally every episode of the Needless Things podcast for the last like four months. Hell Honestly, yeah! If you guys want to come to the wedding, uh, I will be in a uh, dirty wife beater and my underwear. Um, Ryan will have one shoe on. And we'll he'll be have... drunk as shit. Apparently, yeah. Oh yeah, one of the end. That's my plan. We will be hammered. However, we will just have one dirty cup full of uh, some unidentified wood grain alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. That'll be the open bar. Um, oh, also, just go make this known. Because, <laughs> also, we'll accept cash. Yeah, we will accept cash. Cash cash but, is a good present. But also, just to let it be known, in case there's anyone who's listening to this and they're like, oh, why wasn't I invited? Because you weren't fucking invited. Stop it's invite asking invite only. Me. God damn it. I literally have had like five there's like five a people. limited amount of space. There really, there really is. Like, it, it's not like I'm... But, I'm sorry. Not trying to take over the podcast, but there was... No, this is... There was like several people at Sweetwater... This past weekend that were like came up to me and they're like, Why didn't you invite me to your wedding? I'm like, Holy shit, who does that? I think yeah, he, I know who does it. <laughs> I think that because we've got two hours of movie here. Oh yeah. It's a fantastic film. Oh yeah. But we're gonna need to fill some time. I think it's it's we're half we're about halfway through the year at this point, and it may be time for the airing of grievances. Oh yeah. I've already complained about people who don't know how to operate their fucking televisions. Dumbasses. You what? guys have complained about entitled bitches who for some reason think they should be able to come to your wedding. Yeah. Or just invite themselves or... Arian, what have you got? I, I, uh, that would be great if Arian had nothing to complain about right he's like, now. Oh, he's like, no, nah, I'm pretty cool. Do you want this like in, in order of like most glaring like I want to hear I want to hear, hear your number three... Biggest complaint right now. Right now? Right now. Okay. Uh, non-political? Non-political, of course. Uh, we don't do that shit here. Yeah. Uh, man. 
Just they, man in general? They man. know. Fathers. Uh, I hate fathers. fathers. I hate yeah, fathers. my dad's actually all right. Uh, they didn't get my friggin' pool at my apartment complex open before Memorial Day weekend. Ooh, that's is, bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. That's the official start, like, of, of course, because it's Georgia, the official start of pool season's really, like, late April. February, yeah. And that um, motherfucker's like an <laughs> oven outside yeah, right now. No, it's disgusting. It is gross. horrifying. And, like, you, 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 it's just gross. Yeah, yeah that, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, Ryan looked it up today, and it was actually hotter here than oh, it was in Thailand. Yeah, because somebody was like, talk, somebody was talking to me, and they're like, "Oh, how are you gonna be able to handle the heat in Thailand?" And I looked it up, and it was ten degrees like less than here, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking miserable. Now we're gonna warehouse, and I hate it. So let's let's actually talk about the movie mm-hmm. for a minute. Oh uh, my god, look at that dress thing. It's, it's impressive. It's some kind of glue. Are those stamps? What are we looking at? I yeah. think it's those things that, uh, like the little breathe right strips that you put on your tongue and they dissolve. <laughs> like, like, wait, so breathe right yeah, strips that you two put on your tongue that dissolve. Sorry. But if two you lick things. her, you'll have great breath. The Listerine strips. The Listerine yes, strips, which are pretty mean. solid. Which make like, your breath yeah. right, but don't make you breathe right. Yes. One of the better inventions of the past decade or so. Well, I guess shit longer than that. Past 20 years? Eh, 15-ish, I want to say. But they work. They work. They're uh-huh. eminently portable. Yeah. Uh, much like this incredible little seahorse, which he calls a crayon pony fish. I love that no actual animals exist in this hardly. I like, love that Henry Selleck, like the guy yeah, who did yeah, Nightmare yeah, Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach, did all this stop motion. That's yeah. so awesome. Does he do the uh, stop motion on Wes Anderson's other stuff? Probably? I Probably. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And we, don't, don't this like, is, we don't have Sean here to look this stuff up. Yeah. So we'll never know. Yeah. And I would buy Thanks, all Red of Ranger. these. I'd buy all of these lobby cards that this old man has. Like he's some <laughs> shithead. Eels battling antiques. eels. And for a second I thought it said the battling eels and antibodies. Island Cats is the best, though. <laughs> That's the best. Yes. By far. But this really? guy is just like those shitheads at comic conventions who come up with like 50 copies for poor Amanda Connor to sign. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh look, I brought 50 copies of issue 31 of Power Girl, but I'm totally not going to flip them or anything. Oh, do you want... Okay, Nicole, what did you notice in that scene? The guy's wearing pajama pants. He is wearing pajama pants. suit top and pajama pants. Super weird. Well, it's great. It's the weird Wes Anderson universe that is reminiscent of our own, but clearly not our own. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was going to Skype in, so he's just like, I'll just wear the suit top. Everything's incredibly (laughs) um, symmetrical, and the colors are very prominent. Beige. Beige and whimsical. Mm Mm-hmm. This guy's a dick bag. Of course he is. I love how like Zizu's default re- like response is usually violence. Oh yeah. I love it because like his default response to this situation is to grab that guy and like choke slam him, and that's kind of mine as well. And I feel like we've got <laughs> this like connection it's here. This where you bond you, with Steve? You yeah. have been known to choke a bitch. I uh, mean, once or several. <laughs> Usually, usually they ask for it, like in one way or another. Um, Either actually asking for it, or they just ask for it. Let's talk about this fella. Yeah, he's amazing. Sue George. Sue George. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't pick up until about really close to the end of the movie that every song that he's playing is a David Bowie song. I didn't know until you told me when we started watching this last time. I knew, but like, I'm not a huge 
David Bowie guy. Like, I he's, respect the guy and all, but... He's my favorite uh, musical artist of all time ever, probably. Yeah, he's, he's up there if, for If man. not, like, favorite, he's, like, top three for sure. Yeah, um... I definitely didn't know because he's he's also doing some 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 deep cuts throughout the movie, and uh, I didn't realize that. Like I noticed a couple of them, but I was like, oh, he must just be playing like you know, well-known songs uh, in Portuguese. But yeah, it's all David Bowie songs, and uh, there's actually a CD they released that had like they released two separate CDs: the soundtrack that had some of those songs on there, and then they released the David Bowie cover album, and it was fantastic. The whole thing. Now, did they do, um, like, the soundtrack and the score and his songs, or is the soundtrack kind of just pieces of the score? The soundtrack some has the... some of the score in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in, in all likelihood, in, in our uh, hipster record vinyl generation that we're living in right now, we'll probably see just just the Mark Mother's Boss score oh, I'm sure on vinyl at some, at some point. Yeah. Um, I'd buy that, and I think that the, uh, I think that the yeah you have the I think you have the two disc one maybe yeah yeah so the two disc one the second disc has uh, just, just performances just of performance him doing the David Bowie songs okay cool Portuguese David yeah. songs yeah I, for some reason I've never delved as much into this one um, I've uh, I mean I've had this since it came out I have never seen a Wes Anderson movie in a theater really I really? I. Because I can't, I was late to the game um, when I remember Rushmore seeing the trailers or commercials or whatever whatever it would have been that I would have seen. I don't even honestly know if they had the trailers on television for that movie because uh, it was a pretty low key. Yeah, thing. It, was his, it was his like first big ish hit. But I remember whatever I saw about Rushmore, it just looked insufferable to me. Oh, it yeah. is totally. I, and but I, but it's and great, I, and I love it. But it, well, they, all of his movies are just like they're they're like twee hipster nonsense. They are, I, but they're very them. good. They, no, they're really well made. But I, it did not look like anything I would want to see at all. So yeah. I don't. Okay, what did we have? We had Rushmore was the the first. Bottle Rocket was the first one. Okay, so I Bottle Rocket. I didn't even rela- it had Owen Wilson in it. Yeah, yeah. but. That that wasn't what Wes Bottle Anderson Rocket. didn't direct that though. Did no, he it? did. He wrote and directed it. Oh, did he? Okay. Bottle Rockets his yeah. first one, then Rushmore, then Royal Tenenbaums, mm-hmm. then this. I want to say. Okay, so Royal Tenenbaums was the one I came in on, and probably just because it had Ben Stiller in it. Yeah. Because at the time, Ben Stiller, like if you're a comedy guy, Ben Stiller was the uh, shit. He did something about Mary, and I think. Was Dodge? I think Dodgeball was after. It was that. Yeah, Dodgeball was after. Yeah. Well, Tenenbaums was my like introduction to Wes Anderson, and I full on one hundred percent did not get it the first time I watched it. Oh, really? Like I was like, "What?" Cut because I was a Ben Stiller guy too, and I'm like, "Oh, Ben Stiller's so funny." And I was like, "Why is this movie not funny? I don't get it." Uh, now I, I, now I love it, and I actually do think the movie's really yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it like thing? How old were you when you saw it? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was really young when I was See, I've got, I've I've got stuff like that yeah. that I, I, yeah. I didn't see it at the right time, yeah. so it didn't it didn't work for exactly. me. Exactly. I saw um, uh, Bottle Rocket, Bottle Rockets, and um, like absolutely fell in love with it. And then, but I didn't really... I wasn't ever like, oh, like I wanted to like see all this director's movies, whatever. I was yeah. just like, this is the best movie ever. No, I saw, I saw, I saw Rushmore. I saw in Ten Bombs next. 
saw Rushmore in the theater and like instantly fell in love and then I rented Bottle Rocket and I've seen gosh I saw up through like this one in the theater and then after that like around like the mid 2000s like I just stopped going to theaters unless it was something that had like a bunch of explosions and crap cause like what are you really going to a theater to see like an artsy Wes Anderson movie for like right I mean it does like it's not a, they're not particularly cinematic yeah like films. Home, home theater technology now is so good right like, if it's not Avengers or something I don't yeah. I don't even go see comedies in the theater now yeah, nah, you can enjoy like this very well, like in your living room. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, this might better. play better on an yeah. old tube TV, like a wood grain yeah. floor yeah, no, stand. Very symmetrical. <laughs> I, I actually saw this movie three times. In it's theater. crazy to me that this is only his fourth movie. Yeah, yeah. it's because the everything. I, I feel like he's got a because all he's got. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, Darjeeling um, Limited, Limited That's a great one. Fantastic That's Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Isle of Dogs, and then the French Dispatch is his next one. I, it's funny because I, I mean, obviously that's everything, but in my head he's much more prolific. Like he's been around forever. Yeah. 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 That's very interesting. And then uh, Life Aquatic came out in 2004. I yeah. thought it came out before that. I feel like he puts a movie out like every three or four years ish. Uh, we've got ninety six, ninety eight, two thousand one, two thousand four, two thousand well, uh, two thousand seven, two thousand nine, two thousand twelve. So yeah, you're right. About two, every three two, or four two years. Two to four ish yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, but he has the most unique style. Like his movies are instantly recognizable. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about this this set? Yes, we can. Oh, because yeah. because nice. it's wonderful. I think it's fucking brilliant and so I, 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 this isn't a great word but it's so like artistic it's so it creative. is it's a work it's of art it's beautiful mean, the whole ship's laid out from the side because it feels like um, it almost feels like it's stop motion or, or yes. like animated yes. in some way even yeah. though it's not you know yeah. um, it's almost like you're seeing live people on like a weird stop motion like stage. a play or something yeah, yeah. Yeah, it very well, much feels like a play. It's ev- so cool. Ev- all of his movies, though, have that like theatrical play quality. Unreality. The way that they're and, shot. And, and yeah. a lot of them actually have like plays is like subject matter. Like Margot Tenenbaum's a playwright. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, they're putting on a play. Mm-hmm. So, and they have like very prominent, like not this one, but a lot of them have prominent acts and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Too, and, Blatantly separated out by yeah. acts, yeah, for sure. So Owen Wilson uh, has been with Wes Anderson from the start. Yep. Yeah, they went to film school together, I believe. And is in this movie seems to have several different accents. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It kind of works though. He's like so like weird and meek and like his like weird Kentucky thing that he's got Kentucky going on. air, you know. Kentucky yeah, here is, is this, this weird like false southern gentleman. I usually hate that. Like it's like a plantation owner yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But then but it it's almost weirdly endearing because it seems phony. I don't know. It's, uh, well, it almost dips into like a British accent a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. It's, it's really strange. 
And then it's this funny guy, because his character seems sincere, but yeah, his persona seems put seems on. Phony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like Taylor Negron. <laughs> Did kind of look like? But I think he'd passed away by this point. Nah, he no? was like the late 2000s. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because Taylor Negron was a. Uh, He's in the uh, Aristocrats documentary. He tells a version of the Aristocrats. When did that come out? Like, after this. I'm going to guess 2005. 2005 or 2006, one of the two. All right. Because it came out before I left Atlanta, and I left Atlanta in 2007. The Aristocrats would not make a good commentary. No. Uh, no. But it does make an excellent watch. Oh, yeah. It's it's great to get drunk and watch. Uh, 2005! Look at that! There you go. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. Wes Anderson has this way of making these characters that are like... I mean, they're almost all like pretty awful people. Uh, but they're all like... They all have like little... But they're all like endearing in a they're little They're endearing like, and they're like... Yeah. There's always Royal, something about each one you can relate to. Yeah. Like Royal Tenenbaums, my, one of my favorite characters of all time. He's a complete bastard. Oh, yeah. Well, it's... And at times, he's very endearing. Yeah. Even it's, though he's a bastard. It's, it's interesting because... It's like Pagoda stabs him multiple times and feels bad. Every time he stabs All him. of the characters are very exaggerated and put on yeah. and, and, again, sort of theatrical, but also they're very real because they're no... There really aren't any heroes. No. Like, everybody's kind of a dick, and it's just like real life. Yeah. No, no, like, like, exactly. Nobody, nobody's like, great. I, I'm, I'm fully aware it's, I can be a dick. I don't... What? No. no. I don't particularly no. care any longer about it. <laughs> we all have people in our lives, though, that um, we care about very much, even though they're a total pain in our fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And what the fuck? And, <laughs> Ryan, not I mean, not name Ryan, not hypothetically. Name Ryan. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, there's all everybody has that that person that they're just like, well, that's just them, right? And like, you love I, them. Even I feel like everybody's like, that way, though. Yeah, yeah. And everybody has. Everyone has something. has bullshit that like gets to you from time to time. Yeah, and that's just being human. Yeah, that's just having relationships and being human. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. It's like his character, or his whole world is like really fantastical. But somehow his characters are like more real than most movies you watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though they're so like, exaggerated, like Steve's like a fucking child that like at one point was kind of like at the height of his career, and now just like very insecure. He, you know, he's like Thor. Well, and I think, <laughs> I think the idea is that. He is just like this. It just happened that he found success at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's not that he's. He even says like I don't. I never felt like the guy on the poster pointing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to be said about life in in Wes Anderson films. Yeah. I, I think that's why I like him so much. Like the Darjeeling Limited. I love that movie. And I mean, it's anyone who has any siblings at all, that movie is just so. Real, yeah, even though it's ridiculous. <laughs> I love these practical effects jellyfish oh, on yeah. the shore. They're awesome. That are so clearly like these internally lit little blobs. Bags. Right, yeah. right. Like plastic shopping bags. With like it definitely gets the point across. That. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it lo- it's awesome. And and there's there's a quality to this that is very. Um, 
they're not. He's not worried about how artificial anything looks no. because that's not the point. Yeah, or maybe it is the point that he's well, going. Stuff looks artificial intentionally, right? Like yeah. all, like all of the stop motion stuff. I mean, there, there's no attempt for any of that. Like later on when he's got the little salamander or whatever yeah. on his hand, like it's not like they're trying to make it look like a real salamander or a real seahorse or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or or spoiler at the end of the movie, like the jaguar shark. I mean, it almost looks like something from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it would almost have been off-putting if these were realistic looking and not... Like, it would throw off the whole Do you remember the yeah, glowworms yeah. when we were kids? Remember that toy, the glowworm? Like, yes, yeah? yes. That's kind of what they remind me of. Like, you squeeze it and its head like, yeah, 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 yeah. goes. It's, I, don't, I don't know. It was, I don't actually know what the point of the toy was. Um, it was supposed to be a comforting... That, like, you've got a little light source when the light's off in the room. Oh, I didn't have one. My parents. Didn't it was care. just. It was, and they're actually pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a plush worm body with a, with a plastic head with yeah. like a baby face on it yeah. that lights up. So you're. It's supposed to cuddle and provide a light source. But yeah, I always thought they were kind of creepy. Yeah, those guys. Are but there's, there's also like this this thing where like you know he's filming these documentaries and people are saying to him that that this looks fake. It doesn't look real. And I wonder yeah. if that's part of it too, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like that's kind of why everything looks kind of ridiculous. Cause he's out there seeing all this wildlife that looks, I don't know. I feel like there may well, be no, a bigger. Yeah. I think like you're onto something where, so everybody keeps accusing him of basically staging his documentaries, uh, which I think is really, really evident in the, the scene where he rescues the, the white ferret. And he's like, it was an albino snow weasel. We thought these were extinct. Look, it has babies. Like, it's very obviously staged. So, um, I wonder if well, some of this unreality is to, like, accentuate how staged all of his documentaries have been up to this point. And then all this real shit happens to him in this moment, you know? With the, the hijacking and the jaguar shark and all that shit. And he's direct- and getting eaten. Yeah, and he's <laughs> directing the whole time. Like, every time something bad happens, he's worried about who's filming it. And well, and Esteban getting eaten was the first real thing that ever happened to that's him. That's true. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that that's kind of like what I where I think we're going with that thought, like... Yeah, and that's, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is like, he puts that out there and everybody's like, oh, it seems fake. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, his friend died. And he's like, no, no, he got eaten in half and chewed. And that's part of the reason he's having such difficulty handling it and handling people's reactions to it. Yeah. Is it is real, but he knows all this other stuff has been this not staged, yeah. but like, like anything enhanced. Else. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. like any sort of reality show. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Alright, I apologize to everybody for squeaky chair noise. Oh, but there it is. You guys, please continue discussing the greater realities of Wes Anderson films. That would be great. Like I think that that was like that whole point of the the scene where you know like they're in the Arctic and he jumps off and he discovers the snow weasels or whatever the hell he calls them. Yeah, was to show like how yeah snow mongoose. It's very obviously a ferret. Like (laughs) Arctic snow mongoose. Yes. The branding is pretty on point with all the Air Kentucky stuff and the the Zisu stuff's all over everything. Zisu interns. Oh yeah. The sneakers, of course. The sneakers are great. Can't ever afford a pair. 
No. There's uh, the Zisu action figures. There's the Zisu uh, pinball machine. It's pretty good. I know. I want to own most of there, this. Yeah, there's a period there where actually. I was like trying to hunt down everything. So I, I love this movie. I got a freaking tattoo of it on my chest. But uh, I got the Zisu flag. But, uh, sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of like a horrible tattoo. I gotta get it redone. But yeah. I was like 19 or something. It's very nice. <laughs> you should. And then, you, you get the beer, you should, you should totally be Zisu for Halloween one year. That would be awesome. Yeah. I've thought about it, because, like, yeah, you can... You, you, can, get, yeah, you, you know what you should do, is you should have the, the band come out and Team Zisu gear. That with, would be awesome. With the makeup. The makeup and the Zisu show. outfits. That, that would be, be great. pretty great. Yeah. yeah that would be go. pretty awesome. Just gotta convince the rest of the guys. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fucking movie are you talking about? Yeah. No, no guys, we're gonna wear a pale blue. <laughs> like, no, it's gonna be cool, man. Yeah. Three people will Super get cool. it. Super It'll be great. Curry and Dave will laugh. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I have seen Dragon Con crews that are dressed up in all. Oh the yeah, no, for yeah. sure. There's yeah. like a, there's like Zisu crews that'll wander around. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm so totally. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm probably still not gonna show up to Dragon Con this year, but I'm so looking forward to all the pictures of the Fat Thor cosplay. Oh, there's gonna be so many. So many. It's gonna be, like I said... So many people watching that movie are like, fuck, yes, now I can do it. It's my time. It's finally my time. And like I even said, like, before I saw that, but like, I was thinking of, like, cosplay ideas for fat dudes, and I said, like, you should do, like, Fat John Wick and call yourself John Thick. (laughs) Or, Or Fat Nick Fury and call yourself Thick Fury. And that works because you could be either the Samuel L. Jackson one if you're a black dude, or a white dude, and as we know, representation matters. Yeah. Just like this movie, because there's assholes everywhere. <laughs> and there's always, like, there's always an animal in the background. Yeah. 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 There's always, like, a, was that a Siamese cat? Is that what those are called? Yeah, it's a Siamese so. cat. Yeah, but what's I, funny, what's I funny the is... I whale in this scene, speaking oh, yeah. of animals. What's funny is that, like, uh, there's Siamese cats, like, this is their, his, his private island, there's Siamese mm-hmm. cats everywhere like if you look at like in their house the only cats you see in this movie are Siamese cats and then he gets there and he's like he's like uh she's like yeah your your cat died it was bit in the face by a rattlesnake and uh Ned's like what kind of cat was it he's like I don't fucking know I think it was a tabby (laughs) like it's just funny because all they have is Siamese cats yeah like the whole time they're having this awkward conversation the whale is in the background just like rolling around and showing its belly and it's it's pretty fabulous. Uh, the fact that Zisu has like his own island with a whale, like I would probably just just retire and live there. That looks awesome. Yeah, and yeah. he's <laughs> he's very much like, oh, I wish we had enough money to yeah, make like, this movie. I wish we had enough money to like buy this equipment. And seems like, like you have a lot of money, but you have an island. Like I don't know, it's, a, it's his waist island. Yeah, that's true. But that is kind of how every rich guy is. They're always like, they always like, oh, I'm I'm in debt, and you're like, yeah, but you have like a mansion. Yeah. Well, I'm not giving up my mansion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never. Or my my orca. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you can sell that orca. That's unreasonable. Yeah. I feel like it costs a lot to like care for a a large orca whale. I don't think that that is like a pet. It's just, well, no, because he was feeding it. It was. It's it's yeah. it's enclosed, it isn't enclosed, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's just hanging out. Oh but he God, can't this take. It's so. Awesome. But he's also always doing research. Maybe he's just like, you know, helping it or something. I don't know. 
Ugh. I don't think he'd be doing like a SeaWorld thing. Well, I think he he cares about what he's doing. He cares about you know the the this the pursuit of I guess getting video of creatures. <laughs> science. Yeah. <laughs> It's not really yeah, he's, about he's science. He's more science-ish. Yeah. He, where he, like, surrounds himself with scientists. But I mean, he has, like, a, he has a passion for the ocean. That's that's obvious. But uh, he also has a passion for being famous. Exactly. He, that's more right, he right. He has a passion and, and for being, like, and hitting on Steve, women. Steve yeah. Steve. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when Eleanor leaves, he's like, he's like, who's going to know all the Latin terms for all these fish? I didn't you know, miss the action figures today. No, that's no. that's a later scene. Okay, that's what I thought. I do love when Klaus is like just walking off. He's like, "Not if I see you first, son." <laughs> <around. laughs> There's a lot of Klaus just glaring at people that cracks me the fuck up. And he just movie. slaps well, like, the shit out of him, and it's like so yeah. out of place. He's Willem like, Dafoe is like such a good weird dude. Yes. Oh yeah. Like if you if you want like a dude that like will vaguely unsettle the audience, cast Willem Dafoe in your movie. Intense, anything. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Intense German. <laughs> cool. I read it in an article about German. myself. <laughs> I like that he's reading articles about himself. Well, of course he will. Yeah. I also like later on how fake his beard looks, and it's very clear they were doing reshoots. There's, oh, really? The, oh, yeah. That. There's a shot later in the... It's uh, it's towards the end of the movie. Is that, is that where you said that he looked like Tom Hanks? Or something? Maybe. Um, no, no, no. It wasn't there. Uh, but it was around there. Okay. He's... he's. Uh, I think that was just because we're not used to seeing Bill Murray cry, so that was kind of just a weird face. Yeah, it, well, yeah. well and that's what it was. It was yeah. him showing that much emotion. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll point it out when we get to it because I was like, yeah, I never noticed that. Is that a fake beard? But then the movie kind of just kept going and I didn't think about it. But seeing him right now, I'm like, whoa, it looks really fake. I also, I watched the commentary on this a long time ago and they're talking about how Bill Murray like put on weight for this role because he thought it'd be funnier. But I'm also just wondering if Bill Murray just said that. Cause that's like a thing I would say. I'd be like, yeah, I'm putting on weight for this role I'm doing. <coughs> Well, the funny thing is, he's not even like fat, that, like, no, that fat. No. He's got a gut. He, he looks like your average 50-year-old dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't even look like no. Hollywood fat. No. no. Although, I guess, uh, up against, like, Willem Dafoe and Owen Wilson, who are yeah. both very or, trim Or Jeff Goldblum. Fellas. Or, yeah, well, ass. Jeff Goldblum is, like, some sort of sexual deity. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about her tits. Yeah, what's oh, yeah. going on with Titty it's, Girl here? Do they ever just, even? They never it's never even acknowledged. It's right. part of the it's quirky, she, right? Right. Like she's the progressive woman crew member who doesn't feel like she should have to wear a shirt. Which is funny because it's not like the guys are walking around shirtless. Now yeah, they have to wear them. wear their licensed Zisu shirts. Yeah. Yeah, except for the jogging scene, she's the only one that's ever shirtless in this movie. Yeah, no, no Z- well, Z- yeah, he gets shirtless a couple scenes, but well, it's not like a thing. He's on he's on a bender a lot. Yeah, he's in the sauna, yeah. the, the Swedish sauna, where Draculius. That's a heck of a name. It's perfectly natural. It's definitely something. Also, name. Dumbledore. I don't know your problems. I love that line. I like such a simpleton. I can re- well, I can relate yeah. to that though. Like, hey, I hear what's going on here. 
I don't know this whole situation, yeah. but like I I don't know your problems. I love that. I'm not licensed in any way, shape, or form. Great, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I love this helicopter. Um, I I these are uh, aquatic copters. Yeah. What, what would what would be the term for this sort of thing? Aquacopter. Aquacopter. Yeah. I like right. that. Yeah. I doubt that's what no, they're called. No, no. I was gonna go with hydrocopter. But hydrocopter like works better. It might just be sea copter because yeah. planes planes maybe, like that are sea planes. It's a, maybe it's a raffle copter. Uh, no, it's not a raffle copter. Are uh, you sure? That'll that'll be me after we get to the scene with the pirates. <laughs> I'll be raffle coptering all over this place. Yeah, it's my favorite scene. It's, 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 but, one of, um, it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. From uh, from from James Bond to Magnum PI, that particular like pontoon helicopter. It's pretty sweet. It's with the big bubble, like the whole front of it is that transparent bubble. If only they had oh, a kept it up. This is this is yep. this is a great line that you'll not kill the shark or whatever it is if it actually exists. <laughs> I'm going to fight it, but I'll let it live. live. What about my dynamite? (laughs) And then I like how he's like, cool, let me get your dynamite. And at this point, we as the audience still don't even really know if if there was a shark. Yeah. I don't think I thought that there was the first time I watched this. Yeah, I don't think I thought it was. I, yeah, I, I kind of didn't think it because was. Because Hollywood has trained us to think a certain way, my assumption was that there was some kind of money thing with Esteban. Yeah. And that Steve probably, like, not necessarily killed him, but, let but him maybe die. let him die. Yeah, that's what I was Like, that was, that was kind of my thought the first time and through. And here, here it I goes, subverting your expectations. Yeah, that's I didn't quite Anderson. think anything sinister, um, but I did not expect that there was actually a jaguar shark. Well, I didn't think um, it, there was anything sinister, but I certainly thought there was a degree of neglect involved. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I love, um, you know, speaking of the helicopter, and look at the little submarine there. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the adventure people, but it occurs to me just how toyetic everything about this is, aside from her titties. <laughs> uh, like... They look like a little team of action figures. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. the ship looks like a bathtub toy. Yeah, it looks, like a, play, the, it looks like a place that's even, like... Yeah, the helicopter even, and the yeah. submarine. Like, it is all very... And granted, stuff exists that actually looks like that, obviously. But, like, it is all very much... And, and maybe that's common to Wes Anderson films. Uh, even though they're very adult, yeah, complicated themes. Everything toys. is very... Like playset, yeah, yeah. The way the um, the set is cross sectioned, it looks like you could put toys in it. Now right. I want to talk about jogging with your tits out here for a moment. I've been waiting. Please for do. Moment. Like, so this is I for kind the, of refer for the to listeners. Battle Cougar is more well endowed than Tits Out Girl. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it would be harder for you to run with no. It would be okay. No there are things I don't do. Running is one of them. Uh, running with. With not a shirt or bra or any sort of restraint on these puppies is another one. End up with a couple um, of black eyes. Yeah, I don't even like to <laughs> go like teeth. aggressively up and down the stairs without anything on. So <laughs> I just feel I feel like even though like she's not robustly endowed, she has enough for it to be uncomfortable. Discomfort, sure. Yeah, sure. like it would feel not awesome. But it also wouldn't make sense if she just had a shirt on in that one scene. But later on, she's got a shirt on. She has a shirt on from this point. 
she has a shirt um, on for the rest of the movie. This is the last time she's yeah, tits out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, right. so she's just like, I'm going to have my tits out until we go for a jog down the beach, and then I'm going to put them up, because they're going to be sore at that point, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Like, okay, there they are. Those are Fisher-Price adventure people, um, late 70s era action figures, predating uh, G.I. Joe, obviously, but they have straight up just repainted Adventure People. Now, it looks like they've got head sculpts that were designed specifically for these figures, but the bodies, like that body, if you Google Adventure People, you will see those figures just in different colors. And it is. It's fantastic. And now that is clearly a ferret. Is very, it though? I very don't know. I know. A ferret. Oh, no. I used I to have, no it never even occurred to, to me have that a ferret that was named fake. Nurgle that looked exactly like that ferret. It was a white ferret with black eyes, and that's what that was. See, I kind of wonder if this is is legit. I, th- I think, in the context of the movie, it is. I think, yeah, I think right. It's legit. I'm not sure it's a like. I think the idea... Look at the pinball machine. I, I just now noticed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, Holy shit. I, in my the branding is very consistent throughout the movie. In my opinion, his documentaries are real, as real as any like reality thing. Like, cause, like, when he's, like fi- he's doing this yeah. stuff, but he wants... He wants the best dramatics and... Right, yeah. right. And they overdub stuff, which he talks about, where they loop lines and stuff. Um, and, and there was a, a scene where, like, he's fighting with Ned, and he, like, runs at the cameraman, and he's like, turn that fucking thing off, and he's like, alright, cut, you know, like, he, he he's aware that there's right. shit being filmed at right, all times, right. and he's trying to make it dramatic and crazy, even when he's in this, in a serious fight, he wants to make sure they get the best footage. So is it almost the, the humor of, of that scenario is that he's doing all of this impressive stuff, but that's not enough for him. Yeah. He needs the drama on top of it. Exactly. Like, he's actually doing really yeah. cool shit. Yeah. He's in the Arctic. But he wants more. But yeah. he's he's he, has to find, he has to find a uh, previously thought to be extinct species mm-hmm. and rescue it. Because, like, he jumps off there in his Speedo into, like, the the frigid Arctic mm-hmm. waters, and then he's like, what's that? I heard a distress bark. Which I they mean, probably already found it, and then, you know. Well, and what makes me think... I I, am, I think it's a little bit more like it was planted. Well, I, I don't think no, so, though, I, because see. we see. just saw these exotic crabs. Yeah. Um, they, they do establish other fantastical things that are legit, yeah. and that are part of I think this, this world. I think it's just yeah, I, I, I. Then why not make the mongoose exotic? Why make it a ferret? Because no one except for you knows the difference. I, I think I think that's true. I think true. that Wes Anderson was like nobody will know except for Nicole. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think it was. No, I think I don't think that he took ferrets with him. On no, the I think that was legitimate. I think in the context of the movie, I, think I do so. think that was a white snow yeah. mongoose. Now I think maybe it, the events that happened in that were out of out of order. I think maybe they found him first, and then he's like, "Hey, let's shoot me jumping off of this thing and see." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park. I think that's right, probably how right, it went down. Right. Because that's how reality TV is done. And you know, you mentioned that a lot of uh, Wes Anderson's movies are spe- separated by acts, mm-hmm. but this, even though it's in the context of the documentary, this one still is. You can see the boom there. I love it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> 
short trekking. And I love that that Jeff Goldblum's character actually has a sea lab. <laughs> I love that there's a spiral ta- staircase in it. I love that they're 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 talking about breaking into a sea lab in the, in documentary. the documentary. Like yeah. he's obviously going Own, to find out by a colleague. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I would love a sea lab movie. Sea Lab 2020 yeah. or 20, 2021. Yeah, it was 2021. But 2021. Uh, but the uh, the captain, the guy who voiced Captain Murphy, died. So like, yeah, I, yeah, I think they could still. No, I mean like a live action one though. Yeah. Like they could like just throw John Hamm in there. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. And Eric Estrada's still alive, so you got that going for you. Yeah. That oh gosh, that would be awesome. The, or just uh, make an Operation Hannibal. The, ha- the happy cake of an That'd episode yeah. is Sea Lab 2021. Is quite possibly my favorite episode of anything ever. <laughs> yeah, we've established how janky all of his equipment is. I would not get up in his balloon, especially if I was yeah. pregnant. Yeah, that seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really far fall. Yeah. But it works out okay. Yeah, Sea Lab 2021 is back when Adult Swim still put out just like sequential seasons of. Comprehensible, media. comprehensible program. As it's opposed to random. putting out discs of like, hey, this disc has three episodes from this series, two yeah. episodes of... Because I'm still furious I never saw... And also, it's randomly two hours of me grating cheese. Yeah, right, right. I, I oh, so badly want to see the rest of Saul of the Mole People. I fucking love that show. Nobody in here saw it, did they? No. Oh, gosh. It's probably all on YouTube. I'm probably bitching for nothing. Saul of well, the Mole you, People. You just like owning good things, shit. Dave. You just like owning things. Well, I like I like having an archive of things. It's not about the ownership. It's about the accessibility. Eh. It's knowing anytime I want, I can throw in Life Aquatic without worrying about subscribing to a streaming service or whether I need to update something or whatever. I I have this, and I can watch it anytime I want. It's it's about the accessibility the and the convenience. Well, the power's out. Well, Can't then, be shed. oh right, yeah. Then we're all just savages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we start eating each other and clubbing women Within over like the head. Ten minutes. Oh yeah. Like if I'm, the power went out right now, I I would probably wait twenty twenty seven minutes or so. Yeah, at least I got hungry. I mean, I'm going to get peckish within a quarter hour. Oh, oh yeah, easily. What's I mean, he drinking Wendy's there? Wendy's is really already wearing off on it. That Campari like, is something. Yeah, it is red. It's red as fuck. Yeah. And then that does that say sex something analysis on that little sign in the background there? We're too late, we missed I it. I know. And if you missed on it, Wes Anderson, it is gone. Gone. Yeah. yeah. That's why I actually had to rewind before. Okay, sex. Water analysis? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Blu-ray we going to read that. Yeah, damn it. Sex work analysis? Sex work is work. That's what everybody on Instagram is saying now. Not that I follow anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no zero hookers on my on my Instagram. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like my Instagram is a third internet hose a third adorable pets and a third of like absurdist I want to die memes uh, that sounds about right yeah yeah mine's like boobs horror movies cute animals 
Um, and and then people I know. Yeah, mine's like action figures and titties. Yeah, mine's. This is mostly titties. Ass. Yeah, that's that's about. Split. Yeah, there's a good ass tit split. Yeah, yeah, mine mine. Is <laughs> you you want to keep it toys a split, I think. and and yeah, dog, videos. dog videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dog doggos doing things. Yeah, drunk is a good one. Things. Drunk good people doing things yeah. is solid. Uh, animals doing things. I like to look at them. Yeah, animals doing things. Anything doing things is great. I like to watch things doing things. Yeah, honestly. naked bitches doing things. Yeah, yeah. Also a boobs good one. Boobs doing things. Here's Except here's my tits. Here's my boobs. Here's my three year old. I'm so proud. Oh uh, yes. It's really nice weird one. feed to have, but there's a lot of them. <laughs> I I hear. Yeah. For rumor. I feel like if you're gonna put your tits out there, maybe have a separate Instagram where you put like. I think so. Family, family yeah. stuff. Like yeah. Nipple kid. Do right. You, unless you're like breastfeeding. Um, yeah, and like I don't know, making some sort of statement about it. Maybe keep keep them separate. Keep yeah, your tits and your kids separate, unless your tits are doing what. Would just I'm gonna trail off there. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that set. It's so yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. The, the, the top of the C lab. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. All the operation heads. Steve, are we allowed in here? Yeah. <laughs> He's so just like honest. Now, Bud Court. Uh, and I love that at the end of the the movie, the Bond Stooge is like, dude, Bond Stooge. Yeah, we is fucking, hard. We, we just st- fucking we stole, stole it. it. Yeah, fucking stole it. Yeah. Stole it, man. Yeah, the Bond Stooge is badass. But I love the fact that this thing has a giant spiral staircase that yes. goes. I mean, it's the only I'm way. Assuming or an elevator. That's a the couple way. hundred feet. Like that would be the least convenient way to get equipment up and down. When do we think this movie takes place? Ooh, there that's is, a good question. I, I think it takes place in the, in the dimension that's outside. Yeah, of like it's, it's right, so many right. things are weird that like it's hard to say. But it seems like, that's like I don't think there's any technology more recent than like 1982. No, because it's all CRT TVs, yep. it's all old yeah. school phones. Yeah, shit, you're right. I never even thought about it. Yeah, but. it could be like it could. Yeah, because. Like, Jacques Cousteau was, like, big in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. So like oh, I remember watching his show when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, me too, dude. I, yeah. I watched so much public television. Like, that's, I was that's how I watched Jacques Cousteau when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. PBS um, was the shit. Yeah, all creatures great and small, faulty towers. Great space coaster. Yeah, because yeah, even Hennessy's stuff, like, looks pretty old school. And he's, like, top of the top. It's, of the well, and that's the thing, is this, this looks like... The uh, the fancy pants sort of vision of future technology. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like Tomorrowland, like yeah. that kind of. Like this could have easily been a set actually for Doctor Who. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only difference would be there would be a, a monster that was very clearly uh, ca- made of canvas, rubber cement, and spray paint. There was one old one I watched where the bad guy, the monster, was straight up green bubble wrap. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Ark in Space. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it like really good. It's like spray painted green bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love them. I love them. You, I mean, you have to accept what they are. Yeah. But once you're able to accept like the era oh, the and, and what the, they do, the older Doctor Who's. Yeah, yeah. They're they're totally cheesy, but I mean, whatever. Well, they're I mean they're great. It's just that they had a budget and yeah. they had limitations, and and if you can accept that, they're so entertaining. Love it, espresso machine. Yeah, make me a latte. 
brew. Everything's better with lattes. I like the the red hats are like they have their red hats, but they're all kind of individualized. Oh yeah. Like Klaus's red hat has a little bobble on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Australian guy who is uh, Locke from Game of Thrones, who is Charlie Bucket's father in uh, Tim Burton's Willy Wonka. Wonka. Yeah, it's look like at hat. Look at his. Also, yeah, he's also an Inglorious Bastards. Yes, he's he's one of the one of the. And his actually has a snapback on it too. Yeah, yeah it's like it a baseball hat. It's weird. It's, weird. it's really weird, and I wonder if that's like a, an Australian beanie or something. Like Probably. if that's actually a thing. Ned has a little stoplight on it. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. I've always wondered that. And he's then, got the turban. Yeah, he's got the turban. Yeah. Uh, can't, what's his name? Vikram. Vikram, Vikram thank yeah. you. And then the, the the dude who's like, the older dude who's always smoking, I don't think he even has a hat. He's beyond that. Yeah. He's, and then, yeah. He's got he's, he's just got the class. Um, the the uh, girly, I hate to call her titty girl, but I can't remember her name. Anne Marie. Anne Marie has a shirt on at this point. Okay. I didn't want to mention this on our first run through, but is that Owen Wilson's penis? <laughs> if you look at the front right of his trunks. Holy shit! <laughs> he has a huge penis. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I noticed it the first I time. Didn't. Wowzers. And we weren't we weren't recording, so it wasn't important to make note of it at that time. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta it hold the just, back and let it be a surprise. <laughs> it would have just been weird if yeah. I'd said something then. But now that we have listeners and we're recording, I felt like I needed to mention it. Jesus Christ. Right. Do you think he fluffed? <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but that man is That's either his penis loaded. or the Lognus monster. I'm not <laughs> sure which <laughs> Holy it was me, Tree Fitty. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like she was writing a pretty shitty piece on uh, on Steve. I'd also but like he didn't to... need that crowbar. He could have used Owen Wilson's penis to get this door. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out that the necklace he gave her was way longer in the last scene. Oh yes, yeah, it was, was like super long. But that's okay. That's yeah. fine. Uh, let's talk about the fact that. The first time through, I had Tilda Swinton and Kate Blanchett completely confused. And honestly, even now, I'm trying to picture the Ancient One, and I'm just seeing this face. Really? Even now. I don't, yeah, I don't really see it. I think that I have a brain thing where there are certain faces, like sometimes I can't always distinguish yeah. super well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, as we were watching this, I made a comment about that and you guys were like, yeah, that's Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah. This is Kate Blanchett. Totally different. Completely different people, but not to me, apparently. She's, uh, Hella, right? Yes, Kate Blanchett is Hella. Yeah. And also Galadriel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what else has Kate Blanchett been uh-huh. in? Ocean's Eight. Really? Nobody the, watched that. Is that a movie? Get out of here. Is the the all chick reboot? It was terrible. I tried to watch it. I didn't watch it. I had a friend who worked on it. Okay, this is important because <laughs> this is the Bill Murray in a wetsuit 
with a radio helmet listening to Mark Mother's Ball. That's so good. Dancing, dancing, dancing. with ocean mittens tucked into his belt. And now I'm looking at everybody's crotch and I can see the head of his penis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely Oh well, no, that one scene. That was that was Owen Wilson's. Yeah, day. Arian yeah. left, but it was yeah, I heard fucking you guys okay. massive. I'm impressed. Good, good for him. It, it's like a baby's leg. There's yeah. a lot of mushroom print in this movie. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't bring it up the first time. Look, there's some more great stop motion. Oh yeah, like that's not, that doesn't even look like a sea creature. No, that straight up looks like a desert lizard, like an iguana, yeah. Yeah. like from fifty thousand BC it or something. Matter. This thing looks pretty cool. That's great. I love that. Yeah, it's intimidated by the black box. That's okay. Yeah, this whole area looks pretty sweet, like this underwater area. And well, and it, but it all like the colors and the textures and everything look like an aquarium. Yeah, like it doesn't really look like they weren't going for a realistic undersea setting. Oh no, they were going for like if Gilligan's Island, yeah, went undersea. Oh yeah, this is sure. probably what it would look like. Yeah, it does kind of like like a 60s set. Except they're calling each other jackoffs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Wes Anderson's Gilligan's Island. Oh, I'd man, watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. Who who would be Skipper? See, I kind of want... Oh, Skipper. Hmm. Gene Hackman. Probably, oh. probably Bill Murray, honestly. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It would be Bill. It would, it would just Murray. be a Bill, Bill Murray. I or, don't. Or, or uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe would be the professor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Luke Wilson would be a better Gilligan than Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And uh... Zoe Deschanel would be uh, Marianne. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but who would be that. Ginger? Uh, would Kate Blanchett be Ginger? Maybe, or maybe... Uh, Scarlett gosh, Johansson? Yes, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. yeah that's, yes, yes, absolutely. That's great. Now I want to see this movie. Yeah, I do too. Make it happen. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. But you stood up for yourself. You gave me a warning. You stood up for yourself. I still owed you one. No, you won. <laughs> That's such a weird conversation. Klaus is such a weird dude. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. Willem Dafoe would not be the professor. Jeff Goldblum would be the professor. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yes, Jeff Goldblum would be the professor. Willem Dafoe would be the German or, fighter pilot that or, had been stranded on the island. Would Jeff Goldblum be um, Mr. What's his name? Thurston Howell the Third. Thurston Howell, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would, would be, would what's her be face? Honey, honey, what do you, you call her? Honey, uh, baby. No. <laughs> Just Wrong show, baby. <laughs> Although, could you imagine if Honey Boo Boo was on Gilligan's Island? All right, now I want Wes Anderson to reboot Honey Boo. Thurston Howell the Third and what the fuck is his wife's name? He had a, a pet name. He had for a pet her. name for her. That's like literally all she was ever referred to as. Yeah, it was like Honey. I don't want to look it up. Fuck it's, shit. It's something very specific though. It's not. It's not Honey, but it's like a term of endearment like that. 
I gotta look it up. Lovey. I'm sorry. Lovey. Lovey. That's right. Yes. And you know what? I knew I would get it. This has just jogged a memory that I had a Gilligan's Island board game uh, Madness. at my granny and papa's because they would buy. Th- this all ties into this Star Wars board game that just got re-released. Uh, my granny would go around to garage sales and get toys and games and stuff that I, that would stay at their house. So mm-hmm. when we went to visit them up in North Carolina. That's the only time I would get to play this Star Wars board game and the Gilligan's Island board game. And there was a Gilligan's Island board game that was awesome, and I hadn't thought about it in years until just now. I had never heard of it. But Lovey was one of the interactual game pieces. Name is Eunice. That's terrible. No yeah, wonder he calls her Lovey. Nobody wants to have a name that sounds like Anus. I love the fact that you have a grandfather with a weird nickname, because I also have a grandfather with a weird nickname. Oh, what is it? Mine was Gampy. Gampy. My, wow. Uh, Nana and Gampy. My step-grandfather, huh. my, my stepmother's father, uh, his nickname was Ham, because his middle name was Hamilton. Oh. My CB radio name was Ham Sandwich. Mine was, uh, not my CB radio, but my grandpa was uh, <laughs> Jimmy Papa. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's Jimmy very Papa. southern, too. Yeah. We can tell that. Yeah, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had Gampy in Connecticut. That was Mimi and Jimmy Papa. Yeah, my um, my mom told me that they were like Granny was Granny from the start. That's what I was calling her. Like as, as once I was talking, I was calling her Granny from the start, and uh, I didn't call my grandfather anything forever. And they were like sitting down with a picture of him and saying, "Who's that? Is that Grandpa?" Is that Pappy? Is that whatever? <coughs> Excuse me. And is, is that Papa? And I said Papa. And that's how they arrived. Uh, how we arrived at that name nice. for him. I don't know why my grandfather was Gampy. He just was. I'm sure there's a story behind it. My, my grandmother was Nana, um, but like all the grandmas uh, were Nanas in my. I had family. an aunt that was Nana. Yeah, we're like into the, the, the best. But part yeah, of I, had, I had a Gampy. Oh, yes. We're, uh, homing, we're homing we're in. We're, gonna, we're about to be in the shit. Oh, so one of the biggest surprises. Which Steve's it. it are those hijackers? It should. We call them pirates out here, That's He calls them hijackers because he's used to the because airplane. He's a, yeah, because he's it's so good. Perfect. Look at that fake-ass sword. Oh, yeah. Oh, Literally, great. that's like that's not even a Party City sword. That's like that's a like Toys R Us sword. That's like a Joe Striker prop right there. <laughs> it's not <laughs> even that, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like you go to the Renaissance Festival and buy one of those plywood swords oh, that yeah. they spray painted. Yeah, that's what that looked like. Um, when you notice something like that too, like you can never uh, notice it. Oh yeah, you're done. You're yeah, done. Every time you see was that watching now. the other day, and it was like I saw this one gun in the movie, and every time it popped up, I was just like, oh my god, that's the fakest ass gun. <laughs> Well, I know for a fact it was not an Andy Sedaris movie because that man uses real guns. Oh no, his shit's legit. <laughs> like that rocket launcher he's, that's he's, like so he's, he spends PVC. all of his budget on weapons and playmates. <laughs> yes, and, God, and guns. God, God bless him. I'm gonna hit you so fucking hard you'll be blind. That's awesome. So even though this movie has established that all of them walk around strapped. 24-7. Yeah. They're issued glocks. Yeah. They're or issued glocks. Kind of right. 
and, and nobody. And they knew they were going into unsecure water. Right. Yeah, which yeah. was right. He's bad. He's Every kind of responsible Every single for this. one of them has a drop holster with yeah. a Glock in it. Except, Except for now. For this one moment where they need like, it. You know what? Let's all get naked and get in the sauna and put our guns away. <laughs> Far away from our But guns. even the other crew members who weren't naked in the sauna they just don't have their guns for some fucking reason. It's crazy. I love that he's just putting yeah. his hand in front of this shotgun. Yeah. yeah. He's an unpaid intern. <laughs> Speaks their language. Yeah, the stooge, like, he, he saves their ass. Yeah. That's true. And yeah, and he oddly ends up being super fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't even want to bring him along, of course, and he ends up being pretty rad. You think he, I mean, that's another Wes Anderson pulling the rug out from under you, because you think he's going to be a hard-ass and be giving him trouble the whole time. He's actually super cool. Yeah. But by the end of it, he's like, yeah, we fucking stole the <laughs> shit, fucking man. Stole yeah. it, man. Oh, look at the mohawk on this guy. Oh, that's Klaus, yeah. It is Klaus. Yeah. yeah, Klaus has a mohawk in the um, in the Arctic scene, too. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. Scene. That's great. <laughs> uh, so, Ned's and Harry. We have the pirates... Uh, we, we've established the pirate thing, everything is... If you're watching this movie for the first time, uh, I couldn't even imagine where this was going to go. Oh, yeah. Like, but what happens, <laughs> I for sure didn't see coming. <laughs> oh, no. Even, I fully expect him to be inept at this point. Like, yeah, right, Completely right. inept. Yes! I expect him to attempt this hero thing, but I expect it to go completely right. like Blunderville. And it's not like it goes great, because I think he only shoots one pirate yeah, he only gets the whole time. But he successfully... But he gets him out it of goes there. way better than it would if I did this shit. He gets him I would be off dead. The I don't know I'm about a hero. That. Oh, there's my brains. I would have, I <laughs> like, fumbled the gun. And I mean, exactly. The, yeah. the music and everything in the scene, and, like, oh, oh my gosh. Search and, forth, and destroyed like, by the Stooges. Yeah. yeah oh, beautiful. perfect. And the build-up, though, it's, like, actually pretty fucking intense because like you're like shit these people could die and it's like Steve's fault and yeah. Matt's fault because he wasn't lo- looking yeah. out but here it is TCB yep SZ <laughs> yeah the first time I saw this he I was, was like are you serious I, I thought it was like a weird fantasy scene where they were gonna like right at the end and like dial it back, back and then he would just be like right right up against the wall or something well I think when you so realize weird. it's happening oh, I like that they have the lyrics in the subtitles that's awesome I think when you realize it's happening, is right here. Because yeah. you're like, if this was Steve's fantasy, that wouldn't have yeah, happened. Yeah, that guy yeah. wouldn't get the machete. So, holy shit, he's actually taking care of business here. Yeah. It just, like, it's it wonderfully changes the tone. Yeah. And puts you off. Because this movie kind of puts you off kilter a few times, where you think you know what's happening, and then they change it up. But this is really the scene where you're like, oh, shit. Like she got real. Just, is he actually a badass? Because you think the whole movie that he's just representing himself as a badass, right? He's, he's really just not kind of an idiot. Yeah, and, and like and that this... his wife has money and like da 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 da. And he has, but no, he's actually at least now a badass. Well, and this I think lends some credibility to the idea that the things we saw before happened, but that he just. Wanted to up them and enhance yeah, exactly. everything. That's that's how I feel too. Like he, it's it's legit, but just nothing is quite good enough for his sense of of uh, grandness. Oh yeah, 
Like now. They, all that shit just happened, but he's like, let's get some footage of this. Yeah. yeah. And then there's exactly. Cody. Uh, now he's concerned about the footage he's, the whole he's still movie. Cody. You left your dog, you idiots. <laughs> I love that they just throw this guy over. Throw him off the other side. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, okay. Klaus and his short That's pants. what I would do. I love this dramatic zoom. He's like, should we give him to the authorities? He's like, No. 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 Which, I mean, Uncharted Waters... And the right, right. Mike, Why would you? Yeah, fuck it. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. All right, squeaky chair, apologies. That's what <laughs> happens I when you this. drink a lot. Ned, how many fingers am I holding up? I don't know. That's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to tell. Finger counting is not in my job description at all. Uh, he's going to be fine. Yeah, but we're about to lose tits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, this mutiny is totally deserved. 100%. Usually when you see a mutiny in a movie, it's very undeserved and ridiculous. But, but uh, Steve, Steve's not really a great leader. No, no, he's not. Kind no. Of, kind of a fuck up. Yeah. But, you know. And yeah, that was, I mean, that was all, like, even though Ned was supposed to be watching, it's still totally his. his but she very much was like, hey, this, like, red spot on the map here is, like, a really dangerous it's pirate uncharted. place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's like, um, yeah, but, like, if you want to go your way, that's four inches, and mine's just an inch and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Which just underscores that, like, he... He either doesn't know or won't say like the correct nautical term. Yeah, <laughs> I think he does. Just like, know. Ah, that's, yeah. that's like several inches more on this map. <laughs> what about this guy? I just throw him over the other side. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Jeff Goldblum has this like settee, like it's this also beautiful like couch on, on the on his deck, deck of his boat. But also the painting of him that they show at that bar. He's in that couch in the painting. Uh, right. Yeah, which yeah. is just ridiculous. This is just this is such a Wes Anderson scene right here. This bright yellow couch. Oh yeah. Because everything maritime is very like um, kind of monochromatic, like yeah. you know. And he's like, no, fuck it. I want a bright yellow, like mustard yellow couch on the deck. This part with Cody. It's so awful, but it's just show, it's just showing how fucking bad Jeff Goldblum is. Yeah. He's yeah, like, "What's your dog's name?" Uh, Cody. And he just slaps the shit out of him. Be still, Cody. Yeah, for no particular. The dog did nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> he already has like he's already I was thinking yeah. no legs, but he already has he's down a leg, three legs, and he's just gonna hit the shit out of and him. And they, they tastefully did that shot where it was very clear that. The dog wasn't actually there. Yeah. Poor Cody. We're not trying to provoke a John Wick situation. No. It's just funny. Nobody needs that. (laughs) This confusing ass scene. Yeah, I mean, this is on Steve, too. This is a very confusing way to describe what he's doing here with the line that you can't cross. (laughs) And I love that he makes this, like, so um, weirdly... Immaturely personal. Oh, yeah. Why don't you guys like me? Yeah. You know, you don't like me? Why don't you like me? You know, not the fact that, like, he takes no responsibility yeah. for the fact that he took them into what was really pretty much known to be pirate infested waters. He's just like, why don't you guys like me? It's your fault that you don't like me, you know? And that's what it is about, like. I love that Klaus boldly steps over the line. He's like, yes, I am sure. 
And then it's like, actually, I have no idea what's going on. Can, can you say it What again? are we doing? <laughs> Poor Klaus. He just wants to be Steve's friend. He wants to be his number one. But it was, yeah. Yeah. Which is why he either, never will be. All is, all is either Esteban and then Ned. So have you guys had any ocean adventures? I have been to the beach several times. Did you say you grew up on a boat? My, my Well, I like not didn't live on a boat or anything, but my grandfather... Uh, I grew up up north, and my grandfather had a boat, um, and so I would spend, like, this the summer and, like, just about every weekend when it was warm um, out on the boat. Do you have any specific aquatic stories you remember? I mean, we would catch fish, and, like, I, I mean, it wasn't so not no, a lot of exciting. Thrilling. Like, there was no, like, pirates or anything. We would just sort of, like, roam around Long I, Island Sound and, like... I, I don't know. I once caught one of those, uh, you know, you know when you see the National Geographic footage of a shark and there's that weird black fish that's on the back of the shark eating all the shit off? A lamprey. Yeah, I actually, I actually caught one of those, like, which apparently is not very normal. I think it was weird as shit looking, like, up close. That's like, scary. suckers all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was crazy. I He's, caught one of those, and uh, that was weird as shit. That, I used to catch stingrays it. all the time. Like, yeah. all the time. Um, the little ones. I don't like their little faces. Underneath, yeah, yeah, they look like they're smiling at you. It's and it makes creepy. You feel bad. But they put up a hell of a fight, yes. so you always think you have like a huge ass fish. And then it's a stingray. And then you pull out this little bitty like I, my grandfather used to call them skates. I don't know if that was yeah, yeah, thing or if that's what they're called. No, that's a that's a it's a fairly common name. Yeah. yeah. So like it would be like a skate that was like the size of like two hands. But it has it a little like, alien like, face. I've got this giant tuna. And no, it's just this teeny little. That's a fucking tuna. We went. Yeah, uh my, because my family's from Wilmington, North Carolina, which is right on the coast. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, my dad taking me deep sea fishing when I was like really young, uh, probably under eight, because I don't think my sister had been born yet. And we went out, you know, deep sea fishing. So you got pretty far. And I got so sick. And I, I remember being, like, vomitously ill, super hot, just in terrible shape. And laying in the back of this boat. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact conversation, but in my mind, my dad is just annoyed. <laughs> like, he's not, he's not concerned. He's just mad that I'm fucking up his day. Yeah. And uh, one of the other people that was out there with us was like, we should probably head back and get him back to the shore. <laughs> He's and, not uh, made for this. Right, right. And and then somehow or other, and I, I don't remember like everything, but I remember that sense that I was ruining the day. By being horribly seasick and throwing up near constantly and then curling up in the back of the boat. Yeah. And my dad finally being like, all right, fine, whatever. Since I was what like an infant. He's, boat, he, like he, he tried. Sick. No, I mean, he you tried. getting sick. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, he was, uh, but he's, he's not great either. But, you know, he was, uh, his brain was not wired right to be a loving, compassionate father. I can't hold that against him. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, my dad would actually get violently um, seasick. Oh, really? Um, Wasn't he like a scuba diver? Yes. But that's well, that's the under water. the water. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. true. Not like it's on still, top of the water. It still seems... It's like, you just gotta get me out there so I can get into it, yeah. and I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and he didn't, you know, like, he was a state police diver, so it was oh, mostly, wow. like, lakes oh, wow. and rivers. And oh, yeah, yeah, so he's not going out, because it's way different being on a lake oh, yeah. and being yeah. out in the ocean. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, he did, like, he trained with the Navy SEALs and stuff, so he had to do, like, a lot of ocean shit for that. He would just take a whole bunch of Dramamine. When he had to, but um, it, my my dad is this weird mix of like super like manly balls out adventure guy and like throwing up on a hot air balloon. <laughs> like that's my entire childhood. But that's I mean you can't do anything about your yeah, equilibrium. You are, yeah. yeah, like you're you know have, that's physical. But there are certain things that he would be like, you know, he'll like shoot. You know, a person, well, he never shot anybody, but, like, he's, like, a cop, and he did all, like, the crazy strange. cop shit. Right. But then, like, he would be afraid of, like, really random things, you know, it's just, like, and, you know, <coughs> a weird job. Wherever they shot this is awesome. beautiful. It looks like the same village they tore apart in Aquaman. Yes, it does. It does. does. Yeah. Or King's Landing. Landing. Like, that's like probably, Monica like, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it the King's Landing set? Uh, King's Landing's in Spain, isn't it? That's a, no, that's Dragon. It's, whatever it's is Dorn, in Spain. Dorn was in Spain. Uh, I know King's Landing is in Dubrovnik, Croatia, because a friend just went there. Okay. Uh-huh. Everything I've seen of Croatia has been like beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that guy looks like the most beautiful Sebastian Bach in person. <laughs> <laughs> which honestly would be preferable to the real Sebastian Bach, which you know if you watched uh, whatever that reality show was with Scott uh, Ian yeah, and Sebastian Bach. Yeah, the 80s and like a million other ones. Who they did was, like several. Well, the, there was one I'm thinking of, though, that was uh, the guy from Biohazard, I think, was on it. I remember they, that. They were yeah. like a super group. Yeah, like oh, they yeah. lived together, but the point was they were going to make an album. It was VH1 at right? the end of the show. Yeah, it was yeah, VH1, yeah. and it was Scott Ian, Sebastian Bach, uh, Biohazard guy, Ted Nugent mm-hmm. was one of them. Yeah. Uh VH1 used to be my jam. I used to watch that all the time. That, that well, whatever that show was, that was like I mean, I watched it because Scott Ian was on. Yeah, there, obviously, but. Uh, it was it was pretty good, and they like they they did a few songs that were great, and I can't remember if the album ever actually came out or not. Probably not, because because Sebastian Bach and Ted Nugent were both like after the fact, apparently big flakes. Yeah, Ted Nugent's a flake, a, a guy who stayed up for seven days and pooped himself to get out of going down being drafted. That doesn't sound like a flake to me. That sounds like somebody with a lot of commitment. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but he's committed to flaking out. Or proving himself. I mean, you know. Worst things happen. I'm not here to kink shame, unless you're a furry. Unless you're, well, you you missed out on not only Momocon, but on FurryCon or whatever. No, not FurryCon. What's it called? Frolicon. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. I don't know how I knew that so quickly, but. Until Until you've seen some yiffing. In no. person. No, no. You just haven't lived. No, I'm fine with not ever living. 
hey, there's Blue Velvet. And, Why didn't we watch this? And well, yeah, that's the Criterion Blu-ray I actually ordered. Oh, nice. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my plan for after this. Yeah, I think Steve is like completely out of line with all this shit. A million percent. Oh yeah, totally, this is his totally. But that's length. but that's yeah. the. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, it's that constant she, she thing said, He's pissed, and then she's like, you convinced me to stay and finish this story, and then he's immediately like, is it still the cover? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what he's really uh, Well, through this whole thing, he's just concerned about him. He's concerned that he didn't get the girl, yeah. but he's also concerned that he needs to have the cover story, um, and he's also super pissed at Ned, like... Yeah. I love that. She's like, you're too old for me. He's like, well, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that's his insult. Well, and I you know mean, what? That's a lot of what Steve's story is in this, is that he's getting older. Yeah. And and that's... Getting older is fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's very shocking. Every, everyone Every in this room, other than Ryan, understands that. Once you hit 40, no, you're just like, fuck, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. It's, it's, it, there's a good. Some comedian says, because uh, he's talking about getting older, and he's like, I'm like 45, which is like, uh, like about halfway through a good life, or probably most of the way through mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you start doing that whole midlife thing, you're like, wait, f- but for it to be midlife, I have to live to this age. I might be past midlife. Right, Holy right. fuck! <laughs> yeah, I, well, I hope I'm, like, I hope I'm either ha- past midlife. Or they put my brain in a robot. Because, like, there's not much more deterioration that can feasibly happen. I, this, like, I think body. if your brain is in a robot, it's going to be like a Bomar monk from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Where it's just, like, a giant spider with a jar under it. I think that's the kind of robot you'll be in. Sounds kind I'm of fine with that. Yeah, okay. I want to be oh, that. Fair. I want to be a spider brain in a jar. All right. I'm, more, All right. I'm more hoping for the... Black Mirror kind of shit where like your brain is like some like your consciousness is put into like a virtual program. See, That's I, what I want. I want to be in uh, the big robot from RoboCop two. I mean, that would be awesome. Wait, are you yeah. talking about the Black Mirror episode? No, the San, the sex San, toy? no, San Ger, uh, Junipero or whatever that shit. Oh, where it's like uh, you know they're like, ah, oh, you're old. Let's put you in this fucking video game, basically. I just don't want to end up in a Roomba like the Black Mirror parody. Oh, yeah. That would suck. Ha. So, we're, we're homing in. <laughs> we're homing in on our our final moments here. Mm-hmm. We still got a little bit. We're, yeah, in, the la- really we're in the last half hour, right? We're yeah, in the yeah. final act. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, have, we, are, we are in the third act now. I'll let you call me Steezy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean the same thing. Yeah, a lot of Wes Anderson movies obviously have a distant, crappy father figures as a theme. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's what I said earlier. Is like shitty fathers are are kind of his thing. Yeah, or yeah. just fucked up families, honestly. Yeah, uh, just the dysfunction of, family. of yeah. family and human interaction. Yeah, Royal Tenenbaum was a pretty shitty father. Cody barking. And uh, but at the end, he totally earns the he, he totally earns his family. epitaph and heroically saved his family from oh, the yeah. ruins of a, a, a sinking battleship or whatever it was. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I want to go back and watch that. One. I haven't watched that in ages. We need, we need to watch it. I don't think we've ever watched it together, have we? 
I go through, like, the cycle of Wes Anderson movies, like, every few years. I'll watch one and then be like, shit, I gotta watch, like, all of them now. Yeah, I need, I need to check my inventory, because I'm, I'm, I know I've got... I used to have, I had Rushmore and this and Tenenbaums, like, all the Criterion DVDs. The, I've, I've got those, I've those got Bottle, I've got Bottle Rocket... But then, then um, like when I left Atlanta in 2007, I sold most of my possessions. I've so. got Moonrise Kingdom on Blu-ray. I actually think I do have the hotel. What is it? Uh, Grand Budapest Bud- 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 Hotel. That one's really good. I, I think I've got that on Blu-ray, too. Yeah. Do you have Bottle Rocket? Because my copy yeah, got yeah. broken. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I had Bottle Rocket on VHS. I've had them. I don't think that one's a Criterion, though. I think that one's I, a... Yeah, I think the Rushmore started the Criterion. Yeah. I think the Bottle Rocket I've got is like a Vista home video yeah, or some they shit. Yeah, that's I the one that. I That's the one I have. They released a Criterion Blu-ray of it, though. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't have that. Mine got, like, eaten by my dog or something bizarre. Likely story. So I think I don't think we <laughs> talked about it while we were recording. Um, but let's real quick mention for for the listeners who may be passed on Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs because they weren't you know live action and because they thought maybe they were supposed to be kids movies or something. Uh, real quick, let's talk about those because. Uh, Isle of Dogs is now my favorite Wes Anderson movie. So it's it so it absolutely Actually, amazing. Still haven't seen Isle of Dogs. Oh, it's it's really you'll love it. I'll probably outstanding. cry. You will yeah, cry. I think Which I is cry why a lot. You will totally cry. And you'll laugh a lot, too. Um, well, but it's not, it's not crying in the way I expected because you, you've, you know, looking at that movie, you're like, well, at least like half of these dogs are probably going to die at some point in the movie. Um, and it, it doesn't go down like that. No. It's, it's much, no, it's, it's, it's much more right? uplifting yeah. than I expected it to be. Uh, and Fantastic Mr. Fox is just like I don't even know. It, it's almost like a, a heist movie with Anderson's yeah. family weirdness yeah. and yeah. and visually just that incredible uh, that stop motion. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just. It's, it's so engaging. Too. Like something about the stop motion with the animals and like the, the little hairs on them and everything. Yeah. Like there's something about it. It's like its own style of stop motion that doesn't look like anything else. But that paired with with like Wes Anderson's style. Oh yeah. Is, well, and also George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. and well, Defoe, he's the rat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great in that. I, but I think something like that. That's that's why I love animation and, and different mediums like that so much is because. You know, with Wes Anderson's films, he has this tone and this style that, as you said the first time we were going through, you had a buddy that just couldn't get on board with it. Yeah. He and was annoyed by the, the visible sets and like things like that. Right. That. And when you're watching something like that in live action, you you have to catch that tone or you're not in. But when you're watching animation or when you're watching matter. stop motion... You're in that world immediately. Yeah. There's yeah. no adjustment period. Yeah, There's no right. figuring out, like... What is this world? What is this reality? Yeah, you're, you're just in. I always thought like, reality. It's much idea. Yeah, and I, it's much easier to I get think into that's fantastical why I'd things. I always thought that like Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox might be his most Wes Anderson movie. 
that makes any sense. Yeah, because he didn't yeah. have any restraints. Yeah, yeah. He, he could, it was just completely imagination. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and Isle of Dogs is very much the same kind of thing. All right, these scuba suits They're are bad. so badass. Yes. Um, I, the, I still can't get over the scuba mittens that they all wear. <laughs> and then Klaus's short shorts. <laughs> so ridiculous. And I love that, like, everyone in this uh, island invasion has a gun, except Steve has a spear. Yes, he has a spear gun, gun, of course. Which I don't think he ever fires. (coughs) He almost does, but he doesn't. But again, this is, like, the visuals of this, it's almost like a kid playing with toys. Oh, yeah. Or an episode of G.I. Joe or something. Like, Like, everyone was clear, except for him. (laughs) A thousand leeches on (laughs) it. Um. And the one guy, like, it looks like he's wearing, like, a weird, like, hat, but it's just his yeah, mask. What is I it? It's just his mask up, up over his head. Yeah. Instead of yeah. just pulling it back, like, a Right, hood. right. So it looks like he's wearing some weird, like, hat that you get at Six Flags. Yeah. For, like, popping some shit with a dart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me a minute. I was like, what the fuck kind of cat in the hat bullshit is that? And then I was like, oh, it's his hood. And then for some reason, Owen Wilson has on... Oh, it's probably because of his gigantic penis. <laughs> yeah, he's got on, like, a diaper. Yeah, he, well, yeah. he has on... It's it's a, a scuba suit, like, you know how ladies... In James Bond movies... It's like a dance belt. Well, yeah. no, no, no. no in Bond like movies, Bond is wearing what, like, Bill Murray is wearing. Yeah. But the lady is wearing something with no legs. Yeah. Like, it's like a one-piece swimsuit with yeah. sleeves. And Owen Wilson has that on top of leggings. Yeah. It's oh, t- yeah, I, I, giant giant I thought it was just like a, a, a no, it's, cloth it's piece like that a, went over his, his But suit. that's I think it's double reinforced to keep his massive penis under control. He yeah. needs to put a little bit more material between that thing and the world. Probably. I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly. It's It's a monolith. <laughs> so it's anyway... Intense. a lot of penis talk on this one, which yeah. honestly is not abnormal. Well, so usually we're talking it. about titties. Yeah. That's true. Look, there's another giant snake. Giant Are there giant snake? snakes all over this place? Because yeah. there's one later, too. Yeah. It's, it's probably the same one. They're probably with giant snakes. At least, think they at least unlike other movies with islands and snakes, these aren't contaminated snakes. <laughs> that we know of. And none of these snakes come out of a toilet. No, no night snake. Oh, Stevesy! Look at that great set, though. Oh, it's awesome! It I mean, that's amazing. You know, at this point, we're almost in like a Tomb Raider game or something, or no, uh, Uncharted. Yeah, this is yeah. totally like looks like a level from Uncharted, which did not exist when this movie was made. No. <laughs> <laughs> he falls down the stairs. Ah! That part's like, I don't know, this part's like, it's hilarious, it's also just like the saddest part yeah. of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's, it's him dealing with the, his own aging. Yeah, everything's falling apart. Yeah. He's, he's not the not what he adventure guy, the, the blonde-haired adventurer he once was. Yeah. There's always a, 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 mo- a moment, or usually a moment, in Wes Anderson movies where Bill Murray has to confront his own mortality. Yeah. In Moonrise Kingdom, it's when his daughter's gone missing and he shows up the next morning 
just in pajama pants with an axe and says, I'm going to go chop down a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Blue Rise King. Oh, shit, we should watch it. Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite, but it is really good. It's it's off in a way, and I don't know what it is. It, it's it's, Bruce it's Willis. good. It's yeah. Bruce Willis' fault. I, well, no, you might be right. Uh, but there's I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to watch it again. I haven't watched there's it. There's something about Moonrise Kingdom that Actually, felt I saw that one in the theater. different to me. I took my mom to Edward see Norton. it. Do it all off. Ed Norton's awesome. No, he's great. Yeah. I but I do finally have to admit that Ruffalo is the better Bruce Banner. No, I agree with that. I, 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 for a long time. Yeah, but I don't think it's because of Edward Norton. I think it's because of writing and direction. No, I think it's Edward Norton. Really? Edward Norton is like Mark Ruffalo is relatable as a human in a way that Edward Norton is not. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I can see that. Uh, Edward Norton's a great actor, mm-hmm. but he's not one of us. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo feels very one of You're us. Right. He's very... Mark Ruffalo's got an everyman quality. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Professor Hulk. People can go to hell. Oh yeah, that was I've great. Heard a lot I was uh, you know, that was another one of those things where I was shocked that people had a problem. With I know. It. Yeah, I, I thought it was I, that was like the number one complaint nice. I've heard. Which I'm also like, yeah, I mean, it's also canon to the comics. I mean, they they did kill the entire Hennessy Hennessy crew except for Alistair, but but they buried them. So they're that was nice of them. That evil. is weird, isn't it? That's they're very evil. anachronistic. It's also weird that they like kept him alive, but whatever. I well, love this. They probably so much. knew he was rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. they're they're holding they, him they, for they ransom. They kept one hostage. This is for so me. good. Oh yeah. Oh, there Steve. they all are. <laughs> are you rescuing, are you rescuing me? me? <laughs> and he's just like, eh. He's like, yes, absolutely. That's why I came here. Boom, and they fucking shoot Jeff Goldblum. I absolutely like thought he never was just dead at that point. Like, he's just standing in the doorframe. Like, yeah, right here, yeah. he's just full on. Somehow nobody hits him. He's just like, bam, Well, bam. they're, you can see they're the bullets, not like, great pirates. Him. Yeah. They're, they're not, not very good at pirating. That's what shows that Steve's not a fucking coward. Like, when it comes down to it, he'll yeah. shoot at some motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is another moment where you are surprised very much by Steve, because you kind of expect him to be like, oh shit, just, or and just leave. Yeah. Right, right. Like, there's a lot of people, but he runs in, balls on fire. To save Jeff Goldblum. To save yeah. Jeff Goldblum. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's what makes this character so fucking endearing is like when you watch him there's so many parts in the movie where you're like damn it Steve but then there's so many parts in the movie where you're like oh when the chips are down he takes care of business it makes him it makes you root for him the whole time even when he's being an asshole you're like oh he's being an asshole right now but he'll he'll figure out that he was being an asshole and he'll like make it better you know what I mean like yeah yeah he's he's even when Wait, he's being a prick, I'm sorry. he's so lovable. Is Owen Wilson's penis on that tire? <laughs> yes. It definitely That's is. It's Owen Wilson's albino penis. It absolutely is. I just wanted, wanted to figure and that out. Bill Murray's really close to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look how Willem Dafoe. on Willem Dafoe's We're about shoulder. to get devoured by Owen, Wilson. Owen Wilson's penis. Owen Wilson just like lays his penis across Willem Dafoe's shoulder. You mind if I put this here? <laughs> I stole my penis somewhere. <laughs> Your shoulders. You can help me with this. That's Cedric. He's a friend. Please don't shoot that child. With so a fucking spear I like gun. the fact that he was going to spear gun a kid. Though this is uh, this oh, is yeah, Bud Court. 
You you give no quarter to pirates. Who was yeah. the kid in Harold and Maud? Was the bond was like Harold? Yes, he was not Maud. <laughs> the Bond speech was Harold. Yes, uh, I love that movie. Whoa. I do not. No, no I do not either. But that still blows my mind. Yeah, it's still crazy. He's he's been in a few things since then. This is such a good. Oop. <laughs> I'm tired. Ah, that's great. And then they keep the safe with them, like. Yeah, if you throw that overboard, you can probably go faster. Yeah, yeah. They probably could have gone back for Cody. Uh, okay. and, and he's Cody's back with his family. Uh, clearly, Cody's a survivor. Yeah, yeah. So he's just gonna slowly starve to death after he eats all the human corpses. That'll be fine. Uh, uh, there's fine. some, some well, Cedric's flora. still alive. There's some flora and fauna That's on true. the island. That's true. Cedric needs a friend. Yeah. Those fucking dolphins with the camera strapped to their yeah. backs are the best. They're awesome. Yeah. Apparently really well trained, too, to just have some yeah. dolphins well, on set all the time. Well, and again, that's that's another aspect of, like, to a certain extent, Zisu does know what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if he was just a shitbag, he yeah. wouldn't have these dolphins with cameras on their backs. Yeah. Or is that Eleanor? Or they, well, right, yeah. You know, he's the uh, Zisu. She's the brains, he's the Zisu. You know, you, she's, <laughs> that was a good line, too. You don't you don't bag Angelica Houston by being a complete schmuck. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, and lose her and win her back. And I feel like he's lost her and won her back like seventeen times. Oh, yeah. Right, sure that's, that's probably yeah. accurate. Yeah, like that's their thing, you know. Like they're sort of forever entangled, but always getting fucked up. Whirly bird. That's the term. Yeah, for that kind of helicopter. It's a whirly bird. Obviously. And this is where Ned stands up for himself. He's like... Steve needed that. Oh. Yeah. Right, ho? Right, ho? I don't, I don't think the subtitles quite conveyed yeah. the, the right uh, context there. He's like, did you just call me a ho? I like that he gets the, like, upgrade suit here. Okay. I guess that's the pilot suit. And where did it come from? Uh, I don't worry, don't worry about there, that. There is... There is <laughs> Incredibly well prepared on, uh... I mean, they got a lot of room on that ship. They have a helicopter. They gotta have flight suits. That's that's a good point. Yeah. They also, uh... It was earlier, I forgot to mention it, but they do a really cool shot where it's like a POV of, of it landing on the helicopter pad. And then as soon as it lands, it cuts to them on the boat with the helicopter behind them. And it's just like a really cool... Like line of motion where it just never stops. It's like, it's like helicopter to boat to land, like in like one scene. It's like really cool. Well, Anderson's editing, and I, I don't know if he does it himself so or if he's got an editor, but it's so good, incredible. Well, and a lot Everything of it's in is... camera too, like that zoom right yeah. there. Oh yeah. Um, the cinematography of, I mean, this movie in particular, but like all Wes Anderson movies are phenomenal um every shot is so intentional and well thought yeah. out you know yeah. well thought out i mean it's not just like oh that looks okay no it's all very yeah precise i also wonder about the amount of adr that they had to do with so much shooting on the ocean and outdoors because there are a couple of spots where you can sort of catch mm-hmm. the, the the lines were recorded in a studio oh, yeah 
And I, I wonder if that goes back to the certain level of artificiality that, that they're not worried about. Yeah. Kentucky Zisu fly. Hmm. Oh, that's great. Yes, you ever wish you could breathe underwater? <laughs> I like that we have subtitles for the print that's in front of us yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. Well, no, but he's reading he over reading it. reading it, so. Right. Yeah. Because it would be odd for it to just be in the movie like, everyone read along now. Or at the snapper. See, and again, that goes back to the the ice ferret or whatever it was. Ice exactly. mongoose. Like, nothing. Everything like, they're all these fantastical. Familiar, right. but different. Right, yeah. right. There's literally like hummingbird like fish later. Always not quite the same universe you're living oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Like a, like in Royal Tenenbaums, like the addresses that they use, like 440 right here, Street going into the ocean, like didn't actually exist. Oh yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but this this team fucked me up when I saw it the first time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this I was mean, rough. I, was I, like, I, well, I wasn't expecting it. No, yeah. not at all. Because I mean, even the like, pirate attack was, to a certain extent, played for some laughs. Yeah. But this was the, the helicopter crashing and like this, like, it was too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And was... not, you know, not in a bad way. It's it's, oh, how yeah. it, it's what's it supposed was, to happen. It was, but but it's more keeping you off balance. It was though. unexpectedly yeah, yeah. heavy. Yeah. It's not that it was too heavy. It's right. Right. Like it was. Yeah. Not what you were really expecting, given everything that had come before. Well, yeah, if anything, like, it seemed like Steve might die. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what it seemed like it was leading up to. But they're, like, chilling in the helicopter, and, and then all of a sudden they do that amazing shot. They're, they're about to find the shark. Plummeting, uh, and you see Steve's feet, and then you just see ocean. It's not often you know? that you're at, like, the... the main part of the movie like this is what they're there to do is find the shark and then one of the main characters just dies but from just a freak accident yeah well it wasn't that freak of an accident because fucking steve said that they haven't serviced the fucking uh, yeah you're right you're right but you're right it's if if he had died like directly related to like the jaguar shark or something like that it would have been more standard storytelling yeah but just like in like a kind of a random helicopter crash. Yeah, it's like right before the climax well, of the movie. Yeah. In any standard movie, they would have encountered the shark, and there would have been a sort of Ned saying, "We have each other now. Do you really need to do this still?" And, mm-hmm. and Steve either does or doesn't, and probably dies either way. Yeah. Maybe saving Ned. Like that's that's kind of the narrative arc that we're yeah. used to. Yep. But instead, we get this, which is wild. Interesting choice. Yeah, right. and like you said, like right before the climax, yeah, as yeah. opposed to in the climax of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not often that you have like a funeral before the climax of a movie. Well, and also it doesn't end here. No, like this again. This like could movie. have been the end where he says, "This has already cost me so much." Yeah. I do kind of like that they just dump him the fuck yeah. over the side. They're just like, oh, this is really heavy. But I think it's all to get that the, awesome shot of the coffin with the flag. Well, so and the Kentucky Air showed yeah. up yes. for this. But this looks so cool with the coffin and the flag. Yeah. Klaus. 
I like that you put me next to the dolphin. Oh, Klaus. Angelica Houston, who we really haven't talked about, but she is She's great. fabulous. She's always great, though. Yeah. yeah she, she always is. And you can just tell she holds the team together, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, she's she's the one, like, solid, sane person. And it's funny because Steve's like, oh, she grew up rich and she's this and she's that. But, like, she really is the only, like, sane, solid one in the entire group. Yeah. Or, like, this not just, like, wacky. Yeah, she's a little distant, but she is the most, uh, <laughs> the least quirky. She, I'll, she's, I'll she's got her shit together more than most. How, How did, did you, you get, get my espresso machine? Well, uh... uh we fucking, fucking stole, stole it, man. It, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to your ex-wife. Yeah, this is a, a movie that I saw in theater. This is, the, I think, the second West Anderson movie I saw. Roll of Ten Moms was first. I didn't get it. I saw this. I still don't think I got it, and then I kept thinking about it, and the next day I went and saw it again, because I was like, I love it. And then I went back and watched Royal Tenenbaums and, and Rushmore and all those, and I was like, oh, okay, this is my jam. I think this one was a was a sort of a gateway for a lot of people, because I feel like if somebody that maybe isn't necessarily a Wes Anderson fan, but if it gets brought up, this is the one that's kind of the touchstone for people. Yeah. I, I, for In an odd way, I think this is the most accessible. I can see that. Of his movies. Yeah. Like, it's still fucking weird, but I can see that. He wrote it with a guy named Noah Baumbach, who uh, does, like, also twee indie movies about families falling apart. Uh, he did uh, the yeah, squid. And the, he did the yeah. squid and the whale, and uh, Francis Ha, which is about a crazy woman in New York, She's a manic pixie dream girl. But uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's tonally different a little bit than his other ones. I feel like it's a little bit more grounded and not as like it's it's. Well, like, it's actually got action set pieces. Yeah, like yeah. this one yeah. feels like it's it's still its own world, but it maybe this one's closer to our world than most of the other ones. Other than know, Dark Feeling Limited is pretty. Yeah. That one feels pretty grounded, and and Rushmore feels like it's in this universe too. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know that it's necessary. I I would go so far as to say this one is is a little less grounded than his other movies. Yeah, as yeah, far I, I as I feel the opposite. I feel, I feel like, like it's weird. a little over the top and and stranger. But I think because of that, it it almost comes across more like a fantasy or action movie. So not, not an action movie, weird. but but. Uh, I think almost because it's more separated, maybe it's a little easier to deal with. And maybe it was like you were saying before, like when you introduce the stop motion into it, um, it it clues the audience into okay, um, this isn't a hundred percent reality. Yeah, right, right. So I can accept some of the fantastical things that I'm going to be seeing a little bit easier. So yeah. you know how the breaker's been flipping this entire I think movie? There, I think there's like 11 of them in that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love how they show the sign that says no more than six. Yeah. But you know how the breaker's always like flipping on the ship? Yeah, like, yeah. But everyone's just used to it and nobody reacts to it or says anything about it? I just noticed in that scene, 
to break your foot and it made that loud noise and Jeff Goldblum was the only one like, like what oh that's great nobody else was <laughs> nobody reacting else cares. never noticed even, even, oh, the bon, even the Bond Stooges was used to it yeah yeah fun. everyone's just used to it but Jeff Goldblum was like what the oh fuck? there you go there's uh there's, a, there's your skate I'm gonna catch that later <laughs> nothing else just fucking skates my entire childhood gosh now I just wanna watch both Adam's Family movies ah uh, uh, yeah She's so good in that. Oh, those movies are fucking perfect. How are those movies so perfect? Because, oh, they're great. It's because crazy. The, the, the casting, like the three most important, well, four, Fester two, but like, like Morticia Gomez. Uh, oh, look! It's one of the research. Yeah. One of his research wow. turtles. They mentioned. But like they they nailed the casting so well on those movies. Well, mm-hmm. but but they, I mean, the story too. Like the it. It's yeah. an engaging. They they just got them so right. It's amazing. Yeah, Raul Julia was really freaking incredible. Uh, yeah. I like them so much that I actually think of those actors before I think of the original. Which I grew up watching the original. No, I do too. Yeah. Same yeah, here. I, yeah, I, I same too. here. Yeah. For sure. Like I mean, Angelica Houston will always be Morticia to me. Yeah, could exactly. not have been more perfect for that role. Yeah. I mean, she was phenomenal. Yeah, we watched. Uh, Back to the Future 2 the other day because it was on cable. We just had just left it on and watched it. And Christopher Lloyd is so fucking amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, said, holy he's, such a, shit. he's such a good lunatic. Oh my yes. gosh. And the fact that he's Fester too, it is so different. It's such a different flavor of weird. Oh yeah. In that. Alright, so we gotta talk about them being. This is, this is it. Highly emotional. Scene. Yeah, this yeah. is highly emotional. This is the scene that makes me cry. There, if, you know, it's, it's often said there's nothing sadder than a sad Japanese man. This or at least be, an orgasmo. This is true. The only thing sadder than a sad Japanese man sad is Bill, Bill Murray. Murray crying. Sad Bill Murray? That's yeah. devastating. Yeah, because he's everybody's fun uncle. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the fun dad you wish you had. Right, oh, he's yeah. not there to feel things. No. Yeah, and then there's the whole like, I wonder if he still remembers me, and it's like, yeah, that's that's, like, yeah, that's, that's the line that kills me. Yeah, that's the line right there. Yeah, Ned Esteban, the shark. Yeah, or the world. The world. The the world. world. Yeah. yeah, it does a lot exactly. to unpack there. I love just the. the the shark to me no. looks like a mosaic, um, you know, like a, a mosaic where you'd have like little shiny tiles and yeah, yeah, yeah. some like very yeah. uh, matte tiles. That's what it looks like to me, and it looks um, really beautiful and, and like fanciful and awesome. You still want to blow him up? up. I don't know what his plan was, like, open <laughs> yeah. the hatch and put right. dynamite out. Cause that's, Just, that he's like, more... maybe we'll use dynamite. He, I think he, he wanted to put dynamite in the fish and, like, have it eat the fish and then blow up yeah. the fish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would have worked. I think, but aren't they underwater? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe there's, like, water dynamite. I almost said space dynamite, which I think would work anyways, but... Ah, <sighs> uh, too much. Bill Murray crying. Yeah. Uh, that's so sad. Too much. But I love, you know, everybody, like putting their hand on him. This is how you feel about Steve. Like, yeah. after going through this whole journey with this group of Even people, Even Jeff like, Goldblum gets a hand in. Yeah, you mm-hmm. f- you feel that way. Like, okay, he's imperfect, but 
you love him. You love the shit out of him. And if he was crying, you would put your hand on his shoulder. You know? Cause he's I don't just... ever want to see Bill Murray cry again. No. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. This is such a good movie. Oh, yeah, I love it. For sure. And this right here, yeah. I didn't see the fake beard. Um, is that it? I don't think it's happened yet. Okay. Was it the like the last that. scene with the kid? I'll I'll point it out. Uh, or maybe. Uh, shit, maybe. No, the I missed. I missed it. Yeah. I missed pointing it out. Did you notice that the hat has a little stoplight on it? Yeah. The like it has, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not even his dad. They kind of is his dad. No, this wasn't it. I, I missed it. It was uh, it was a scene on the deck of a, of one of the boats. I think it was on the deck of the of uh, Hennessy's uh, boat. Uh, oh yeah, you were. I think you're in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. That's when he smacks Cody. <laughs> yeah, smacks Cody with a freaking newspaper. Bad. Still no Cody. reason. Be still, Be still. Cody. Those socks. Yeah. Yikes. Alright. We're bringing it home. Indeed. Uh, let's final thoughts about the life aquatic with Steve Zissou. Let's start with uh, Battle Cougar. Uh, I don't know. I've had like a lot of thoughts through this whole thing. Um, this movie is perfect. Honestly, it's like flawless. It makes you feel all of the feelings. Um, it's like, it, it's so well shot. It's so visually uh, amazing and fantastic. And then the story is so great. And every performance is like, is, is flawless. Like, I can't think of any negative shit to say about this movie. I, I love it. I had not seen it until we got together and he was like, told me this, this was his favorite movie and we watched it together and like it fucked me up like in you know like I'm like sobbing and I'm like I love this movie so much and I can't believe that this is like I haven't seen this movie yet you know like all all the things um yeah it, I felt like I like watching this movie got closer to him him being Ryan Aww. not Wes Anderson um <laughs> not Bill Murray or I mean, and all I of feel closer well. to Bill Murray. I feel closer to Owen um, Wilson's penis. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not realize that Owen Wilson had a giant. Well, due to penis its massive size, none of us are very far yeah, away from it. Safe. And that's probably how he dies in the movie. He probably had a wound to that gigantic penis. And all his yeah, blood just bled yeah, out, like, out instantly gotta, from that. I mean, that'll happen and it, with a giant penis. Protect, not just protect your neck. Protect your your dick neck as well. That's right. Marion, um, uh, what's your... Uh, to, to echo uh, Mr. Little Jean in uh, Rushmore when asked about Max Fisher's last play. Uh, best play ever. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, th- this, for me, kind of reinforced, because I, I, I never watched Rushmore, like I said. I just thought it looked so full of itself. And it is. Uh, and, and it is, but but in an okay way. 
Uh, oh, and we have to point out here that this is basically the exact same ending as Buckaroo Banzai. Indeed. In, in, up, up to and including Jeff Goldblum uh, being part of it. Uh, but but this this was the movie where I was like, okay, this Wes Anderson guy knows what he's doing. Like, I, I like his style. I yeah. like the way he tells stories. I'm into it. Uh, and these... He casts people that are capable of inhabiting his weird worlds completely. Like, they dive into these movies. They they Uh, get what he's trying to do. Yeah. No no pun intended. Uh, But, like, they they are 100% into his weirdness. Yeah. Uh, And this one... Like I said, I think it's in a weird way his most accessible one, even though it may be sort of his weirdest one. Uh, but it is, it's just great. I, I love it. And, uh, of course, Ryan, this was your choice. This was your pick. Uh, what are your... Send us out. Uh, I love it. I think it's a great movie. Um, it's, a, it's, it's one of those movies I'll watch if I'm feeling happy, if I'm feeling sad. Like It's like one of those, it's just like a comforting movie to watch. Uh, and, and I watch it, I mean, at least once a year, sometimes like three times a year. I just really dig it. Um... And I think because it brings you through that whole cycle of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just like one of those movies I just can't get tired of. All right, well, let's go around. Uh, Arian, where can we find you online? What are you up to? Uh, you can, if you want to see pictures of pets and food and stupid memes, you can follow me at, at such a lazy man on Instagram. And uh, it's weird. I actually have a thing I'm doing. But it will be way before. It's in like two days, which like in your so we time, missed it. Yeah, we missed it. So if if you wanted to see me be part of a uh, dramatic reenactment of conversations where women receive unsolicited dick pics, you missed your chance. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> yeah, double damn. Yeah. Battle Cougar, where can we find you online? What are you up to? Uh, you can find me at Battle Cougar um, on Instagram. Um, I am up to my asshole and wedding stuff right <laughs> now. Uh, it's not where you want to be. <laughs> it, is, it is. Well, we just finished with all the Joe Striker stuff, so now it's all wedding stuff. Um, and uh, in about ten days, we will get married and then fly halfway around the world. Um, to eat exotic bugs and, so, and discover secret penises. It, the, a, a lot of secret penises. If it's Owen Wilson's, it won't be a secret. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no keeping a lid on that thing. You should get hashtag secret penis training. <laughs> I will work on that. Yeah. And we want to give a, a, a shout out to your Caught Dead Watching co host. Yes. Um, he, he is. Um, Get over that shit, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan had surgery, and um, it, you know, there's some bumps in the road, but he's doing well, and uh, he will be back on his feet, uh, literally and figuratively, um, as soon as he humanly can be. He's Kicking seen. ass and taking names. Damn right. He's 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 like doing he's good. Like he's been known to do. Yeah, he's doing good, and and we will be back up rolling. We just had health issues and stuff going on. But we're doing okay. Finally. Um, Ryan Cadaver. 
I figured casket out casket creatures. Yeah, cast creatures. Just striker. striker. Uh, I figured out while we were recording that like there's a thing I did like a few weeks ago. Uh, the show called um, what is it called? <laughs> Shit. Uh, good, good company with Scott Bowling. Oh. That's what it is. I almost <laughs> no, I almost. We've said, done so much, I couldn't well, come up with one. No, I almost that. called it because like I, I did like a little bit at the beginning where I purposely got oh, the name of the times. show wrong and called it Good Times with Scott Wilson or something. Scott but Henderson. anyways, Scott Henderson. <laughs> but yeah, so it's called uh, Good Company with Scott Bowling. This guy like interviews real rock stars, like people from Corn and like Hell Yeah and like all these like, and, like real Ryan bands. And then, from some the reason, and then some reason I was on there. So you should watch Nice! That. Um, yeah, and the guy who cool. filmed You're on there because you're a rock star. The guy exactly. who films it, he's the guy who does... Uh, uh, it's called The Kind Punk. He does all the videos for uh, Fozzie and stuff, all Jericho stuff. Oh, wow. And uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. He, like, is part of that. But, like, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow I got asked to be on that. And uh, I just saw, like, the little preview image while we were doing this, and it looks, like, really good. So, cool. I'm excited Incredibly to see that. Incredibly nice guy. Um, yeah. Like, Scott so, was, like, that's all it. of this people yeah, we'll we'll we got to go to work. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, thanks for uh, listening, and you guys, thanks for coming over and watching The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Thanks for letting me pick, man. It was awesome. And our needless summer will continue in July. I don't think we can reveal it yet, but we've got big plans. It's true. I hope you there's know, more boobies. Yeah. Special guests. Yes, definitely boobies. Oh, yeah, for a fact. Right? right? I don't know what movie it is. You guys haven't told me. We'll tell you in a second, yeah. as soon as I stop recording. Yeah. That was a fun commentary. I, I wasn't sure, but it was great. It was great. We had a good time. And those movies, the rest of our Needless Summer movies, are pretty darn exciting, you guys. Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and tell you now. I'll go ahead and tell you now. You need to join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. There's going to be a poll starting this Sunday, I guess. Uh, sometime early this coming week i've I've got to figure out when i want to put it up but you guys get to choose our july commentary there there's going to be a selection of blockbusters that you'll be able to take a look at and choose what we watch in july and then in august oh it's already set in stone baby We've got a couple of very special guests recur- uh, returning just for the August commentary. The movie has already been selected by these special guests, and it is going to be crazy. And not only is it an awesome movie, it is appropriate for the beginning of the Dragon Con season. Because, yes, that's right around the corner. Holy crap, I can't believe it. It's already that time again. I'm so excited. I've got so much news to share with you guys about Dragon Con. And I've got news for less than a month from now that I I don't even think I can share yet for some reason, Uh, but more on that later. Like I said, follow me on the social media. Uh, NeedlessThingsPodcast.com is a great resource for all of the most relevant pop culture dorkery. And uh, I I wish I had a little something extra to put over. You know what? I'll put, put them over again. Uh, our, our, you know, our friends make those candles and you want to go check them out, Theme Park Alchemy. We love them, and I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.